Welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I am your host, Dave, and I'm currently sweating my butt off in the Phantom Zone because I I have finally gotten in the habit of turning the fan and the dehumidifier and all the noise-making stuff that might be in the background off when I do these intros, but it's been hot and rainy all day and it's just nasty and and it's not really climate controlled down here aside from a a fan that we have and you know it it never gets too warm down here except for when we've got a a room full of people hooting and hollering at a movie like we did for today's needless commentary flash and believe me i would love to play that song for you as our interstitial music today, but I am now producing uh, the the show on YouTube, or, or not, I'm publishing it to YouTube. I don't know if it's doing me any good, but I figure, well, it's another platform, and uh, it's there if anybody wants to see it. So if you want to see it on YouTube, or even if you don't, just go give it a click. You, you don't have to watch the whole thing. Just download it here, wherever you normally do. Uh, and then at some point... During your work day, in the eight hours that you spend on the internet, just go uh, go click on it. Give it a like. Give it a follow. Give it a share. How about that? How about sharing it uh, from YouTube or, or here, wherever? Share the show, people. Show old Phantom some love. Uh, so anyway, uh, moving on to wrap up the intro because, as I said, the fan is off and I am sweating. Matter of fact, I'm going to hydrate real quick here. If you'll allow me that luxury. Uh, went out and did a little bit of toy shopping today because the local Toys R Us has gotten up to, well, up to 60% off on uh, some items that I guess nobody's ever going to buy, but 50% off on action figures. I didn't really get a whole lot. They had a bunch of new stuff in, which was kind of weird. Uh, they had the Incredibles version of Imaginex toys, which my son still digs Imaginex, I-, I think mainly because. You can basically get anything in that format, and very few... Look, when I was a kid, I would have been into it, because one of the things that drove me nuts about toys back then was that nothing would play together. He-Man and G.I. Joe and Transformers and Thundercats were all different scales. Uh, But now, you know, Imaginex toys encompasses everything, or if it's not actually Imaginex from Mattel, uh, companies are doing... Uh, um, an Imaginext analog, if you will, and that's what these Incredibles toys are, because they're actually from Jack Specifics, but they're they're brand new, and they were there at Toys R Us, so uh, we loaded up, 50% off, not bad, I got myself uh, some more Star Wars Black Series figures, which, uh, again, I'm not totally collecting, but I do collect Admiral Akbars. Uh if you follow me on Instagram as Phantom Turbomooker. Uh, then later on, I'll put up a picture of my Akbars. I don't have a ton because they haven't made a ton, but I, I like having Akbars. I've got the Kenner one, uh, the, the old school original Kenner one from back in the day. 
Uh, I've got the first one that they put out after the 95 relaunch, and then I've got the whatever the last modern one they put out was that got released a, a couple of times in a couple of different ways. Uh, and now I've got the Black Series Akbar in his boring, shitty uniform from The Last Jedi, uh, just like everything else in The Last Jedi looked boring and shitty, uh, except for Crate. Crate looked awesome. That was like a really good design choice uh, and the porgs of course the porgs were great okay i'll i'll stop i'll stop with the last jedi there were things about it that i loved uh but there was too much that i i didn't and i still have not bought that movie i'll stop now because today we want to talk about universally loved high quality movies like flash gordon now we weren't quite sure going into May. I mean, it, this this was my birthday. I am now 42 years of age uh, and, and obviously much wiser. Uh, I understand the world in a way that I previously did not. I, I feel enlightened, quite frankly, and, and I'm ready to take my place as one of the great leaders of the world. Uh, and, and as such, we're going to be looking at more movies like Flash Gordon. I don't know, guys. I don't know. Uh, no, Flash Gordon's awesome. Uh, we wanted to have Mike Gordon over to watch Flash Gordon because why wouldn't you if if you have a Mike Gordon available? I highly recommend you have them over for needless commentaries or for your own personal commentaries, uh, whatever they may be. So, but uh, we had a great time watching this movie. It really takes me back every time I watch it because it's one of the one of the sacred treasures of HBO of my early years. Uh, there were a number of movies, and we talk about this during the commentary a little bit, but just, just so you guys get why we were watching it, there are a number of movies that I saw on HBO back in the early 80s that uh, really shaped who I am, and Flash Gordon is one of them. So I, I chose the May movie. Uh, and look, don't get me wrong, I choose the movies more often than not. But when, you know, so we, we've had guests choose movies, uh, the guys have chosen movies when it's like a birthday or some specific thing that they want to watch. Uh, and next month's movie, actually, we're going to be doing a little bit differently because I believe we're going to have a very special guest who has never been on the Needless Things podcast before, and we're all very excited about this. So I hope it works out. Uh, as always, scheduling is the bane of my existence. But as of right now, things look pretty good. Oh, and also I did want to mention, uh, you you guys may or may not have noticed that this is about a week later than our commentaries tend to be. That's just how everything worked out. Uh, I had to get the Momocon episode in prior to Momocon because it wouldn't make any sense to be putting it up uh, today when Momocon is already going on, which by the way, I'm going to be there all weekend. Uh, if you see me, please do say hello and let's have a beer. Um, and then last week, Casket Creatures Return to Wolfton album release, which if you haven't gotten it yet, go get it. It's fantastic. And I'm not saying that because I'm buddies with them. I'm saying that because it's a badass rock and roll album that I genuinely think any fan of rock music is going to love. So uh, go get Return to Wolfton. Just Google it. I don't I don't know where the things are. Just Google it. You can find it. You're all intelligent adults who are smart enough to know how to download a podcast. So for goodness sake, you should be able to find a horror punk album and order it online. Uh, what else? Have I got anything else to put over? Oh, uh, to, 
what else was I, I was going to mention? Something else. Oh, Ollie's. There's a store called Ollie's. It's a discount store. You may not have heard of it because I, I don't think they do any kind of promotion. But go online and see if there's one in your area because every once in a while uh, they'll get in toys that are – this is almost like Big Lots used to be where you would get runs of toys that you would still find in stores – but kind of dwindling, but then Ollie's would get in these fresh shipments of them. Uh, and they've got uh, one of the things that apparently are, are, is showing up in Ollie's right now. I think it was some kind of exclusive, but it's Trypticon, uh, the Transformer Trypticon, the big dinosaur that turns into a spaceship that turns into a city, I think, uh, that was, you know, 150 bucks, however much gigantic Transformers cost. And apparently they're showing up in Ollie's right now for 50 bucks. So if you've got an Ollie's in your area, uh, go out and, and check it out and, and look for, you know, if you're interested in a Trypticon, check that out. If you're not, they may have some other toys you're into or movies. Uh, I bought a bunch of DC uh, trade paperbacks for 2 $3 each today. Uh, good stuff, too, like older stuff, not like pre, pre-New 52 stuff. I got a couple of Manhunter books um, and some other neato stuff. So check out Ollie's. Uh, next time you're out running around and, and you guys you know what i'm i'm sweating now through my pants into the chair and I, i'm not ready to ruin another chair so i'm going to go ahead and wrap up this intro because it is time for you to put in your vhs dvd beta max super 8 whatever it is you've got blu-ray i think we watched a blu-ray yeah i had to order it uh copy of Flash Gordon, invite the Needless Things Irregulars into your home, along with our pal Mike Gordon. Oh, and by the way, did I mention award-winning Bobby Nash also getting in the rocket ship, flying to Mongo to talk about Flash Gordon. commentary which was uh, my birthday pick and there were there were a few movies in the running but I settled out on Flash Gordon because I, I love this movie and it goes way back to when I was a kid which we'll talk about in a minute but uh, if you want to start your Blu-ray VHS DVD whatever it is and follow along the Blu-ray uh, is gorgeous by the way uh, yeah it really is it's not a, it's not a special nice. really good fancy pants edition or anything but it looks great but uh Go ahead and hit play now and listen along as we enjoy the 1980 Flash Gordon. And I hope I to be, muted it. To be clear, this is not Flash Gordon. Not Flash Gordon. <laughs> it, like Mike Gordon thought it was no. going to be. Which, speaking of which, welcome back to the Needless Things podcast, Mike Gordon. Howdy. I'm glad to be here to represent the Gordon estate. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I'm born. Uh, also joining us, our award-winning Bobby Nash. Ah, uh, yes. The, my 
favorite opening line to a movie. Lights <laughs> is Simon Bowles. Yes. Uh, Arian? Hey, how's it going? You're still here from uh, our Infinity War review, yeah. but not for much longer because no. you have professional I get a, things to I get do. A thing to go and do. And uh, finally, making it in in time, our pal Rad Ranger. Actually, I got to go make fun of the, the 1982 David Lynch adaptation of Dune. Ooh, Ooh. So. there's a that's a ripe ripe subject. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. plenty of material there. Not joining us. Uh, our friend Ryan Cadaver is on location in Universal Studios, Florida. He's drinking all the butter beer he can handle. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And uh, Volcano Bay, I think. Yeah, I think they're in Volcano Bay today. Uh, although they did also visit Hulk Hogan's beach, <laughs> yes, beach store. Which, yes, why is there a beach shop in Orlando? Because there's no beach there. Uh, also, we can't hear it now. But if you're watching along, you're uh, you're hearing the probably one of the best. Film soundtracks ever yes. of all time. Absolutely. Soundtrack to Flash Gordon. We don't know this place is called Earth, but we got a button that says Earthquake. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> As so, one does. I, we're watching this movie because there's a selection of films, and I, I probably couldn't list them off the top of my head. I'd have to sit down and actually make the list, but there's a selection of films that I know from watching HBO in like 1981 and 1982 uh, among them are Swamp Thing Flash Gordon uh, and, and just a, a, you know stuff that came out in like 1980 1981 but I think of them as my 80's era HBO movies that they were on in heavy rotation because back then just as many movies didn't come out in a year so right. you'd have you know Flash Gordon would play on HBO for like two years and they'd play it Six times a week or whatever. <laughs> um, hey kids, it's five o'clock. Time to flash I was, was kind of saying when we would go to my grandmother's on Sunday. My grandmother had HBO, mm-hmm. and so the, the, all the after we would have you know lunch, all the grandkids would go and lay in front of the TV, and these were the kind of yeah, yeah. Yes, and Remo Williams, yeah, and, Remo yeah, Williams. I didn't see this on HBO. I saw it several years later on the, the Superstation TBS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually saw this, and I don't know how. I don't know what the fuck my uncle was thinking, but I saw this in the theater. Well, it looks like a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure if we watched the trailer, it would be very broad and, like, just colorful, you know, highlights. They wouldn't be... They, they wouldn't show the scene in the trailer that has Ming giving Dale an orgasm <laughs> right. in the spring. Or, or, or whipping his daughter. Right. I'm just trying to think, like... Who thought, you know, you know what will be great? Let's take this five, almost six-year-old to the movie theater. <laughs> He'll sit still for oh, two my hours. Mom's, no, my mom took me to see a bunch of movies. Um, yeah. Not all children were hyperactive, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. Hot that's, hail. That's hot. That's 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 it's name. Buck Swiftly's catchphrase. Hot that's hail. Hot hail. That's uh, a big I one. saw this in the theater. I was uh, older than all of you. <laughs> <laughs> Still are. Clearly, you're older than Sean. He's only like four. Uh, We've been making that joke for three years now, though, so technically he's like six. Yeah. I don't know if I was there opening weekend, (laughs) but it's very close to that because I was very excited. Yeah, I feel like I saw this. I I don't know how long the movie stayed in theaters in the 80s, but I feel like Like it was a summer. I mean, they they, they stayed long several back months then. Yeah. Like, yeah. in like six ish months or so. Yeah, because this came Cause out fewer, in December. Fewer ones came out and like they'd run longer, and like they, there were like second run theaters 
like further out in the sticks and stuff. Yeah, I feel like this was a, a clearly my mother was sick of me. It must have been summertime. <laughs> Go see a movie with your uncle. <laughs> no, we went to, it was a special, like, we made it an event. We went down to, like, the big, like, Worcester to see this in the big, huge theater. And it was, I had a, this was, this is, I have good memories watching this movie. With all my friends, we traveled there. It was fun. This is the, uh, I attribute this movie to my love of rock music very early on because the soundtrack was so badass. Yeah, the soundtrack, yes. like I said, is so damn good. I turned to my uncle, I was like, what is this? And he's like, it's Queen. I was like, like, from England? <laughs> <laughs> he said, well, yeah. kind of. Yeah, the, the, the soundtrack, I mean, for people that don't really know the movie well, they still know, they still know Flash. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. You, know, you go anywhere and you say Flash. Yeah. And, and if people don't do that, they're keeping themselves right. from doing that. <laughs> right. And right. So, so, yeah, so, I mean, so, yeah, Queen really added to the popularity. I'd like to point out that that is a different issue of people with Flash on the cover than the one that Flash pulls out to sign in a minute. Uh. I just noticed that. Well, he keeps copies that he signs. Oh, sure, yeah. I would. I uh, yeah, the the soundtrack. As much as I loved it, because it really was my those. transition into rock music as well. Because I remember listening to you know the Star Wars soundtrack, and I was in the soundtracks, Battlestar mm-hmm. Galactica. I would get those soundtracks on vinyl, and I wasn't really into like rock or pop music at the time until this movie transitioned because it was a soundtrack yeah so it transitioned me into rock music so oh that's kind of cool and yeah. of course you know I couldn't get away from it I I mean <laughs> sorry like, with the last name sure. Gordon when people saw me they would be like flash yeah. you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, it's actually a wonder you don't hate exactly. this movie yeah, <laughs> yeah look it's, it's a truth different it's yeah. a true testament to the the, the the staying power of this movie, how much I like it. Well, I didn't notice it when we were watching it before, but now that we're watching it with subtitles, mm-hmm. I noticed that like this takes place right outside of Boston is where they're, they're flying. Oh, I didn't know that. He just said contact Boston. Uh, oh, my gosh. This, this is Mike Gordon's life Flat, story. Uh, it is. Flash is a, he is the quarterback of the New York Jets. Yes. So that's the region. Mike's like, these are my parents. <laughs> oh, the, the Boston Gordons, yes. We used to visit with them in the summer. I think Sam Jones has the most earnest face I've ever seen in my life. Like He, he looks is, in, in the parlance of, of wrestling, he is a fiery white meat baby face. Yeah, he certainly yes. is. And still is to this day. Oh, we've got to make two notes here. One, we have to keep an eye out to see if he is indeed the only blonde person in the whole movie. And two, (laughs) if you want to play along at home, the Flash Gordon drinking game is every time somebody in the movie points... (laughs) This is what you're doing You take a drink. I am pointing as I say this. Fire! uh, (laughs) You're going to probably have a bad time. Yeah. You're probably going to be poor poor Munson. Because we're we're getting to our first point right now, mm-hmm. and it's a big one. And let's, let's talk about this actor. He, real quick. Flash might be the only blonde, but he was not a nat- Sam's not a natural blonde, right. so he had to dye his hair for this. Yeah. Oh. And they had to dye Dale's hair because she is a natural blonde. Yeah. Let's talk about Munson. Let's talk about Munson. Who is what is anybody, everybody recognizes Munson? I'm assuming. Shot. As, <laughs> yeah. 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 Crazy, crazy doctors. Well, it wouldn't be a year. To the, you know, he's not in Raiders yet. Right. So he'll be in Raiders of the Lost Ark in the next year. Yeah. And of course, he was uh, he was in Star Wars. Uh, is that Porkins? Yes. Oh, wow. Really? Wow. Look at him, look at him in, the, in, the, in the Trinity. 
Wow! Well, that guy's amazingly famous. Did you just refer to Flash Gordon as being part of a trinity? Raiders of Lost Ark, Star Wars, and Flash Gordon. I mean, it is, I mean, in the literal that. sense of trinity, it is a trinity. <laughs> it's my trinity. That, is, that <laughs> totally is Porkin. In my headcanon, he flew off into ah, space. God. Zarkos responsible for so many shots. <laughs> right, oh, oh my gosh, that's thing. five shots right Wait, there. No, but that, was that a closed fist? So is that a hole that you're going to drink at all? Well, he pulled yeah, it first, just, then he slammed the fist down. Yeah. Now, where is the line between hot hail and meteor storm? It's blurry. It's fragments of moon rock. <laughs> yeah. No, that's completely different. Hail is ice. Well, hail comes from the atmosphere, and meteors come from outside of the atmosphere. Is hail is it just like nitrogen? Listen, I'm no scientist, Dave, <laughs> <laughs> and neither is Zarkov. None of us are, no, either. It's well, a- Munson's not exactly, you know, paying attention to the details here because he's like, "Let's go. Where are we going?" <laughs> yeah, he didn't know. Oh. You built this rocket and you expect us to go somewhere in it? I thought this was a soft-serve machine. <laughs> Isn't that where we keep the telephone? I love that that gun just pops out of nowhere. He's pointing the gun, too, by the way. And, and also... So you better be drinking. That This is taking Munson by surprise. Despite <laughs> working with Zarkov for the past however long, yeah. this crazy behavior has come out of nowhere. I love, so, I love Zarkov's line. Where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> so, your your reaction to me pointing a gun at you is is not what I expected. <laughs> Come back here. Oh. I love this shot. Oh, oh. Ming so, in they, your face! And they just the evil that's, space wizard stole our pilots. They're left behind it, mm-hmm. and that's actually oh. our first shot of that's Ming. Just, yes, that is. Yes, it is because all we saw before were the hands. Oh, yeah, so. you're right. There's a lot of hand I'm acting in this movie. Like, this is really like, that's, that's what she said. Yeah. Uh, literally, the, later on. Yeah. Here's, we'll where see. The, here's where the foreshadowing about flying lessons comes in handy. Yes. Yeah. He did mention, it's established that he's a training to be a pilot. You right. can fly this thing? Fly, yes. Earlier, I he's just a douchebag no. jock t- telling pilots how to fly. <laughs> <laughs> now he's putting the, putting the uh, money where his mouth is. Yeah. Except that at this point he wouldn't have a mouth because I don't think you would survive. No. That's that. not how depressurized cockpits right. work. <laughs> or Stonehenge, Sean. <laughs> not to mention, there would just be bugs. It, it, we need to figure out when that commentary was. It was October because it was uh, Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. So, like, I have another six or seven months of milking that joke yeah. before the statute of limitations yeah. by, by next October I'll say something else dumb that you can live off of for by year. next October by tomorrow <laughs> I meant Halloween you, later. You, you've already done something dumb by missing Infinity War Sean. that's true that's uh, true I missed it it's still in theaters I'm no, judging you missed you. it it's, it's, we spoiled it's it for you already it's done it's ruined yeah Clearly. I'm just thrilled that Sean has already seen Flash Gordon. This is not the first time. Yeah. <laughs> and look, uh, Munson's dead. They just killed dead. Munson with a plane. Uh, they ran over with a plane. Well, you know, you you want to make an omelet, you got to break some Munson's. And as it <laughs> as it turns out, Munson is is pretty lucky to have been taken out at this point because he doesn't end up on Mongo with all of those Mongo people. Yeah, Mongo he people. Would, he's not in good shape. He would not have done well no. up there. Let's be honest. Munson gave his life for science. What is he the did. proper phrasing? Mon- 
Mongols? No, that's Mon- like Mongolians. Mongolians. Don't say Mongolians. Mon- <laughs> Mongonians? Is no, Mongo it? people. Dale, Mon- people. Yeah. Dale Mon- had it right. I think Mon- it's Mongo Mongoids. people. Good, good morning. Mongoids. <laughs> when it was originally created, yes, uh, the Mongoloids that were the. If you, if you oh, ask, that, uh, oh, yeah. For, okay, yeah. Actually, for the for those of you, uh, Bobby and Mike, I'm making an assumption here that you guys are more familiar with the actual comic strip oh, yeah. than yes. we are. How? I mean, to me, this stuff seems like it had to have been all lifted directly. Like it's it's all bonkers. If you go back, <laughs> if you go back and read the original strips, nineteen. 19- Late 30s, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that Alex Raymond did when he created Flash Gordon. You read the Sunday strips. This story is remarkably close. Yeah. yeah. It's wow. like, yeah, so. It's but as far as the look of the characters yeah. and the names of everything. Yeah. And it's not the, the looks, the colors, yeah. the, the story. Everything is there. Okay. Yeah. Date. It seems to me in, in all the iterations, Dale's profession seems to change. Yeah, she seems to be different in everything. Well, it's shocking Flash, she even has a job. Right. Flash, <laughs> Flash is always an athlete of some renown. Yeah. Oh, he's not always football? No, no. In, the com- well, in the comics, uh, well, in the original 39, he was a polo player. Polo player. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, you have to remember, like, football. Yeah. Back then, polo was probably more yeah. popular than yep, football. Absolutely. At least among people who would read newspapers. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, right. Good fo- point. Football, like, didn't get super popular until, like,. Yeah, this is he's kind of a Joe Namath character here later. now. So yeah, yeah, quarter, literally quarterback of the Jets. Yeah, but these three, these three are the he was quarterback. Stars. <laughs> yeah. Good, good call though. That was solid. Well, well, well done three, from yeah. your ignorance. These shot. three are the stars of the strips. Okay, I mean it is these three against these characters. I mean Ming and most of these characters are from their Baron. And now is yeah. is are, is Ming always? The big bad, or were there other villains that they dealt with? There are periods where Ming gets beaten, and so Ming is gone for a little while, and they have other adventures. Okay, yeah, not every gone. Flash Gordon adventure is Flash fighting. Dude, right, right. There are times when Flash just there. There's there was a. I have a collection at home where it's almost them where their Ming has been beaten, and they're now out exploring Ming's empire. Oh, cool! And so they get into these adventures. It's it's almost like a Star Trek thing. We go to this planet. Yeah, yeah. An and he spends a long time. I mean, years defeating me. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, in trying to get all the planets and cultures to team up and you fight know, and it's all almost like it would make a great TV show. It's too bad nobody's tried that. <laughs> I wish somebody would. Try oh, I wish that somebody would try that. Oh, they did. Awesome. Don't you remember? No, the, no. no. <laughs> Sensing some, never will, sensing some willful ignorance <laughs> over there. I will remain willfully ignorant of that piece of shit. Let's put it this way. I would rather watch a musical than rewatch it. <laughs> For those that know me, that's saying something. <laughs> yeah, that was during our first run through. I mentioned that this would make a great musical, and Bobby Nash was like, I'm out. That's what was, I'm out. Did not agree with me. I love that all of the, the rockets and the ships and all the design is. You know, they, they didn't try. We The discussion came up that George Lucas made Star Wars because he couldn't get the rights to Flash Gordon. And I wondered, would George Lucas have applied the aesthetic we see in Star Wars to Flash Gordon? It certainly wouldn't have been this. It wouldn't it, have been this. It would have been... Uh, it, like, it wouldn't have been... Uh, like, 
It wouldn't have been as Star Wars-y as Star Wars, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't have been... As campy as this. No. It wouldn't have been I, as sexy as this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this, there's a lot of sex in this. Yeah. 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 I think sexy, a lot of that is because movie. of, you know, Dino, the producer. Well, that's what I was... Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so you've got a European sort of yes. sensibility here. So there's a lot of... We'll put some like, ladies in metal bikinis. Yeah, oh, it's... Uh, but also in terms of that, though, the ships, the costumes... I mean, they look very Alex Raymond-y. Yes. They, well, they're I mean, all they, colorful. They all mm-hmm. have those, like... Because by, by the time... This came out in 1980. By the time they were making this movie, like, we knew what spaceships were going to look like. Mm-hmm. You know, we had that more realistic... Uh, the textures and the shapes and everything that we did see in Star Wars. Right. That, did, that, you know, they didn't have all these bubbles and fins and stuff on them. They didn't look like 1950s cars. Well, they're yeah. they're using the Alex Raymond strips. They're using the Buster Crab cereals. They're some Al using, Williamson. Yeah, yeah, some Al Williamson, too. But, so they're pulling from a lot of different things. And you can see it all. I mean, this sequence where they're landing on Mongo is straight out of the uh, 40 cereal. And I, and I love that they stuck to that. That's That was my original point, is the fact that this movie does have that aesthetic is what makes it legendary like yeah. because nothing else i mean you've got like barbarella maybe and you know there there are a couple other things that have this comic strippy feel but the the look the colors the design of this movie are what make it so special mm-hmm. and unique yes also you, and one thing that that the movie does well I've, you know is mongo is not a planet Right. Mongo is a kingdom, and it's made up of not necessarily planets, but, you know, like when you go to Arborea later, it's like a crater with a forest in the middle of it. Well, it's almost like the idea of the the realms, like in North, Norse mythology, yeah. like that they're different climates right. and peoples, and, and it's not mm-hmm. planets, it's just... Areas and they're not having to worry about things like... Different, different levels of the gravity yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. and the yeah. Yeah, and that's a mistake anybody trying to do a, fla- a modern Flash Gordon would probably make is worrying about that kind of bullshit. Like, yeah. no, get to the f- th- 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 like this is so crazy. Like, <laughs> shooting hands, hands fires a hand. Yeah, I think that's one of the problems and why we haven't seen a remake of Flash because I don't think anybody really has the idea on how to make it sensational. They'll, they'll, they would right. try to make it sort of realistic, and that's not the point. Of yeah, the you can't do gritty. Yeah, right, none of this should be Gordon. realistic. It should it be should, over, it, the over the top. Over the top fun. You, yeah. It shouldn't, like, you don't necessarily need to make it as campy as this, but it does need to have, like, an over the top. It's got to be flashy. Well, and it's got to be. It's yeah, right, it's got to be flashy. I will say, if you want to compare it I to a modern movies. Flash Gordon is probably very similar in tone to what the Guardians movies are. Yeah, you in could. They're, the yeah, they're, they're loud and colorful. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, you don't necessarily need them to be as silly, but like there should be some silliness, and it shouldn't like it, it shouldn't be well, like gr- grim, dark, real. Yeah. Here's yeah. here's the thing: hmm. is you can make things as wild and uh, look, crazy as you want, but. Take it seriously. Mm-hmm. Nobody in this movie is winking at the camera, no. and none of it's tongue in cheek, and it's all—it's all insane. Like Flash has a line later on that says, "This place is a lunatic asylum." Yeah. 
And he's it can, right. It, it can be it can be over the top, but it can't be Deadpool over the top. Right. Yeah. It, it, you find there's a line between like the Grim Dark or the Guardians, and then like Fifth Element. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like there's a lot of Fifth Element is a lot Element. of winking at yeah. the camera, and, yeah. and is it, and it's great. I yeah. love that movie, <laughs> but it's totally it's different. Like the people that exist in your universe, you can make your universe as silly as you want it to be, right. but the people that exist within it have to take it seriously. Yes, yeah. Well, the, and with the, with our three, especially with well, especially with Flash and Dale, Zarkov kind of acclimates quickly. But Flash and Dale throughout this entire movie are fish out of water. Yes, they are. They're, like, the, they're the straight men. In this. They're they're the, and that's <laughs> that's why so many of Flash's lines are so good because he's observing all of this craziness. Mm-hmm. And speaking of, I mean, what we're the point we're at now? Just look at the costuming. Oh yeah. my god, it's over the set top. design of the, oh, the entrance of Ming is yeah. just outstanding. Uh, he's such a he's such a good actor too. Oh yeah, he just has a presence about him, and you can tell Max is just loving. This. And, and he's dripping evil, yes. but he's not like chewing the scenery. It's like you know, it, it, it's not a coincidence that this is that this screenplay was written by the guy who did the Batman '66 pilot, the Batman '66 movie. Like you get good actors, none of which De Laurentiis had apparently seen. Exactly, when he hired him. you get good actors, like you know, saying those lines. Yes, and it just works. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. But, this, but the set design, the set dressing here, and what they're doing here, where we see the representatives of all of, of Mongo. Yeah, all the different isms and the different colors. Like as Baron and them just walk in, that's the only green we've seen. Right now, well, they're, one of the little gift bag people well, yeah. is green. They're telling, but they're telling the story by showing us. Mm-hmm. Everybody is visually very different. Yeah. We see yeah. here that there are different realms just by the costuming and the colors and everything. Mm-hmm. Like nobody had to had to step up to Ming and say, uh, "Sir, we have today representatives from the Arbor Place and the <laughs> Tiny People in Colorful Squares Place and the <laughs> yeah. like." They didn't the, have the to hot chicks in bikinis place. <laughs> yes, which is clearly a place. Yeah, that's, <laughs> um, that's where I would live. If, if I could have visited, <laughs> no, no you would not, Sean. You, you I mean, would, I would try to live. You would you, live in the bird realm because it would annoy, it would freak you out. No, you would no, you would have been killed by the thing in the stump. Yeah, probably. <laughs> if I could have visited the set of this movie for one day, this scene, like when they were filming this stuff, would have been what I would choose. <laughs> yeah, the, the, everybody's there. The whole cast is pretty much here. And just the pageantry, the costumes. I mean, it's like going to Dragon Con. Like this, it's like being at Dragon Con right here. And if you look at the various people in the background, they're always doing stuff. Like the like when they were walking in, and the one bikini lady stretching and posing and stuff. (laughs) Like they're all they're all into it. They're all really representing this wackiness. Well, this is the only scene. This is the only stuff with Deep Roy, right? Yeah. 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 Deep Roy, it, we, we didn't point it out when he first showed up. Or wait, has she showed up yet? Is uh, Aura here? No, yet? she's still hiding behind Okay, me. okay. We saw Aura's when she looked around the. Yeah, you, like, yeah. you saw. Right. And you're like, ooh, pretty girl. So, Mike Gordon, you get the, you get the Deep Roy reveal. <laughs> but uh, it's just gorgeous to look at. The, the number of beads. Uh, I don't know how many trips they made to Hobby Lobby for the costuming of this movie, <laughs> but there are. Eight point seven billion beads in the costuming <laughs> of this movie. That's a stat I just made up. 
Yes, I, I would. I would wager to say that costuming and set design were like a great portion of the twenty million dollar budget, and all of it's well spent. You can't hear it in the commentary, but I love the sound effect of his fingers. Playing. Yeah, the little cracking noise. And I also love the fact that Ming will do his own dirty work. Mm-hmm. Like he, he is a murderer. He's. He's evil. He's just mm-hmm. evil. You can and say he's, he's not, merciless. He's merciless. <laughs> and that guy has blue blood. Which I thought yeah, was... Yeah, that was a nice little touch. Just to make things that much more alien. This, this being, being is a, a psycho. psycho. And then the robot repeats it. Because we haven't already learned that those robots are listening to everything. <laughs> That's interesting because... I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Excalibur comic book. Um, a little bit, there's a robot in that called Widget mm-hmm. that looks very much. I just now noticed this. Looks very much like one of these little drones that are flying around. Really, all I noticed was Aura stepping out. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Here comes. Here comes the stretching lady. Look right there. Why is she? Look at her. And none She's of those out. women yep. are blonde. Fellini. Uh, you know, the '80s was all about working out. There's, there's Deep Roy. Nobody keeps Deep Roy on a leash. Oh, you Apparently scooped Princess Mike Gordon's Roy. big moment. Yeah, so I was, while I was waiting for him, he was like. <laughs> so Deep Roy is playing Fellini, the little person pet. <laughs> and if you're going to be somebody's pet, really, you might as well be Princess Aura's pet. I mean, yeah. I wonder if that's a jab at Fellini, like the filmmaker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like De, De Laurentiis was like, right? Like, yeah, take that. Yeah, I maybe. Mean, I, I I do love that on an alien planet, clearly an alien planet, when he. Flash Gordon introduced himself. Quarterback, New York Jets. Yeah. <laughs> like that means anything. Name, name, rank. It might not have been a jab at Fellini. But, I mean, Fellini was known for over-the-top, outrageous movies. And, and That's true. And it could be a tribute. So it could yeah. have been like, well, I, yeah, it could have been more yeah. of a tribute to him, really. <laughs> of course, I don't know if I would tribute someone by making them a pet. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, very interesting. I'm kind of with Ming on that one, the, where he's uh, castigating them for being Earthlings flying off into space without knowing line. who yeah. or what is I out love there. That line. It's That's so pathetic. good, Earthling. Yeah, it just it's perfect. Here comes a creepy moment. <laughs> yes, one uh, of one of many. I mean, creepy, sexy, creepy. Yeah. <laughs> you, you say creepy. Yeah. I say your well, I, I do love the the, the setup of this shot, though. How his his hand? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody go in there and digitally replace Dale with a flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> are, are we back to Flesh Gordon again? Apparently, <laughs> I, you know what? I I have seen Flesh Gordon, but it's been years. I have not. Um, it's amazing how close it is to this one. Yeah, and without I mean, it was done first. I think was it really? I think so. I think it was made before this. Our, uh, Everybody's checking on that. <laughs> uh, consult the Another thing that was made before this, I think, was the Filmation animated. I believe so. Yes, that yeah, was. Yeah, Flesh Burn was. was made in 74. Yep. Oh my oh, gosh! Wow. <laughs> the golden era. Yeah, that might have been what Dino De Laurentiis thought he was making. <laughs> I, uh, I would not be surprised knowing Dino. We're, we're looking here, too. We did, we've seen... Uh, Clytus a few times in here, yeah. and uh, we we joked about it a little before, but it's how cool Clytus's mask is. Yeah, and it's like 
you know, if we can get Clytus's mask, why can't we get a good Doctor Doom mask? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we can we can also get some nice golden jock straps. Yep. Yeah. I like that these guys are literally like dressed like football players for Flash to interact with. They've even got little sneakers on. That's <laughs> great. Little athletic shoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and look, somebody just happens to be carrying around some football shaped space. Like, oh, I know what to do with this. <laughs> now I can get my feet under me. Now it's I know like how to fight. with this spinach. It is. <laughs> Stick. I love the I love the open the, like the the well, not actual open rebellion, but they're like you know, yeah, yeah. Like well, and again, it's it's really smart storytelling by way of visuals because we're seeing the like everybody's not like on board with right, me, despite yep, right. the outward protestations yeah contrary. It, I didn't realize this one with I'm realizing it as we're reading it he asked Clytus if the men were on the right pills yep yeah yeah, yeah. which I think that's well, from the strip isn't well, it probably the pills yeah. like because I, I feel like pills and rays were things that were big Obviously, Clytus is inspired by Darth Vader. Um, I don't know that. I don't know that Clytus is in the comics. You know, I'm not sure. So Ming usually just had underlings. I don't yeah, think. he just usually had priests and other guys working for him. But he, that's what I was curious about. Like, what, what, <laughs> so, so they give him a henchman. Uh, well, he's great. He's fantastic. His oh. like the actor's voice is tremendous, but the way, like you were saying, the way that mask moves. Is so great, and I, I'm assuming they've just got the the jaw piece like actually attached to his mm-hmm. face, and the cowl sits on top of that. But it just looks really, really good, and like you get a little bit of emoting. Oh, out of way it. to go, oh. Zarkov! You made Deep Roy sad. Damn it! Oh, damn you, Zarkov! Okay, here's some more creepy. <laughs> Stop touching. That's your father. That's your Don't dad. Don't do that to your father. Why are you stroking his beard? That's weird. Stroking You're going to pull his fake goatee off. I want to believe that's real, but I know it's not, thanks to our high-definition transfer, where I could actually see <laughs> his spirit gum around the edges of it. Still looks great. Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. Not, not as good as the eyebrows. The eyebrows, dude, those look legit. Look at that. <laughs> They are, as the kids say, on fleek. <laughs> Evil fleek. And the other, yeah, with the, I think maybe another reason that Flash couldn't be made, or certainly would be problematic, is Ming as a character. I don't know if in this political climate, if you would get away with making, uh, you know... Somebody that rapey? Not rapey, <laughs> but sort of the Asian influence, like, at, you know, uh, bad guy. Because I, at the time, it was, like, all about the yellow peril. Right, right. But I, I think you could, because you I, could. honestly, Ming is not... I wouldn't say he's distinctly Asian. I mean, you could get around that by casting somebody who was... Well, when he was created, he was. Right, sure, right, sure. Right. Well, um, and there but, wasn't, you know, I mean, you know, there wasn't an Asian outcry when... When Max was cast, right? And so, well, that's the thing. Is but is, I don't know if there would be now. I don't know. It would be one of those things where it's like I don't know. No, I th- I think that would be less problematic than like the Mandarin. Well, then again, right. when 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 they cast the, someone to play the role in that show that shall not be named, they used <laughs> a white guy from Canada. Yep. And that didn't work at all. <laughs> yeah. Let's. Uh, you know, Canadians. They're just too nice to play Ming. That's just a fact. <laughs> oh, These fucking people. things. I hate them. 
the the creepiest, the worse than Sleestacks, the the creepiest anthropomorphic lizards ever committed to screen. And okay. the problem is that their faces are in their mouths. Yeah. Like, how do they eat? That's Probably not were, okay. They kind of have a mouth inside their mouth. You were talking the mask. Mouth the thing section. I like about the Blu-ray is that we can really see like Peter Wingard's eyes. Yeah. Yes. And and he's really given it a full performance. I mean, he's not just like I'm in a mask. I don't care. I can do the rest of this in you know voice work or whatever. Ooh, look at Hatchet in the background. If if you had asked me, I don't know if I could have told you if you could even see his eyes or not. Yeah. Previous to watching this transfer of this movie. Yeah, it's been it's been so long since I've yeah. seen this. It probably has been like. Oh, and I'd like to point out the Crimson Shy Guys. <laughs> yes, it's like it might have been since sometime in the eighties since I've seen it all the way through. Oh, like, really? I, I'm wow. sure I've seen it. Like I've seen bits and pieces sure, of it. Like yeah, when it's yeah. been on, and I've had cable. Like ah, Flash is on, cool. But to sit down and actually, yeah, like it's it's been forever. And it is one of those things that. And back then we only had crappy, uh, you know, SD broadcast. Right. Sometimes you'd get snow. (laughs) (laughs) Earlier in this particular scene here in the dungeon, the uh, the the lion. We never figured out if that was a lion person. It kind of looks like it was. It kind of looked like that's what I thought it was because you don't see him, but like really quick. I think it was just a dude with long hair. That is one. This is one of those movies, though. He's about to come up here again. Certainly, I couldn't tell if that was. Certainly, for for everybody in our generation, this is one of those movies that you you've seen, you know it by heart. But then, when you sit down and you think about it, you could be like Arian and say, "You know what? I actually haven't sat down and watched mm-hmm. the whole thing in years. No, Just it's bits been and pieces because for, forever. It's day. been so omnipresent, whether it was on HBO or TBS or like we've been talking about. Well, it's one of those things you'll you'll turn. It's on. Ooh, I can I can listen to that while I'm house cleaning. And you okay. see the middle thirty yeah, minutes yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But to actually sit down and watch it like we've we're we're doing and just did. And to catch all of the crazy details and to to realize just how dense this movie is with color and with costuming and the sets. Like, none of the sets are faked out. There's no green screen here except, you know, the backgrounds, obviously. Like, right. they're matte or whatever. But, even, but like, Yeah, but, like, the, that the painted thing, backgrounds are yeah. so freaking gorgeous. Oh, they're beautiful. The, fact, the backgrounds are not static. If, like, yeah, right it's there, moving. You can yeah. see the clouds all moving yes. and rolling still. But all of, like, this this whole execution area, like, that's there. They're all standing there. It's, it's they built it's every inch of this thing. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's necessarily better or worse, but it does, it gives you a different feeling while you're watching it. I'll mm-hmm. say it's better. <laughs> <laughs> Get them, Mike Gordon. Well, you know, I think it's established that practical effects, when possible, are, are better than CG. Like, they just... They well, do. they're putting the actors in the moment mm-hmm. more. Exactly. And there's just a vibe that you get from it. Now, I'm not saying that... I'm not crapping on CG. I'm just saying that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... If if Chris Hemsworth was playing Flash Gordon, wearing that leather diaper... Oh my God, he would be standing on a big green table surrounded by a big green wall and he would not be emoting the way that Sam Jones yeah. is emoting. The only thing that would be there would be the chair he's about to sit Yes, in but it would be green. Yeah. The chair would be green. 
That's I'm exaggerating, obviously. It's what they that's call what we do tears. Here. It's a hey. sign of the weakness. <laughs> George Lucas made three prequel movies that where there were no sets. Yeah, it's, it is entirely possible. Yeah, that, you know, I don't know so. if anybody's done CG to that extent since then, though. Yeah. Well, there was a. There Gee, was you a, wonder why? Yeah, I, I mean, there's, there's like Sky Captain and stuff like that. Yeah. But well, I, there was a TV show called Sanctuary that, that boasted that, that all of their sets were CG. I don't, that's not something to boast. <laughs> yeah, no, what I'm just saying. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most sci-fi yeah. movies can boast that as yeah. well. Oh, I don't know. I, their their uh, antagonists may be mostly horrible, horrible, <laughs> horrible CG that some child assembled on his laptop. <laughs> his Nintendo Switch. <laughs> but I think, too, also with having the practical sets gives your director... Leeway to get shots like we just got of that one upshot of Ming there with all the stuff behind him. You get more interesting shots because you can already see, you know what's right. You know what's there. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. The the for the directors, it's got to be more difficult when you when you're going to have you know too much computer generated stuff. How do you even know where to get coverage? Right. Well, I mean you do. You get exactly what you want. Well, because yeah. the then they go back in later, like, and yeah. you, you match the storyboards. But exactly. they still, but they there still are, have to exist within yeah. the world. There's, there are things that happen on a practical set that, like, I mean, happy accidents, you yeah, know, things that you can't account for, which actually enhance. Like in the Masters of the Universe movie, where He-Man tripped over the guard and Skeletor mm-hmm. laughed at him. <laughs> that never would have happened in a CG. Or, or let's face it, most of Jaws. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> you know. And that's not to crap on Jaws, because it's like one of my favorite movies of all no. time. Oh, it's, it's one of the best. It's one of those where had they had they have tried to make that in the era of now. CG, that movie would not have been half as good as it is. No, it's I, I'm a big believer that, that sometimes the most creative stuff <coughs> happens within the tightest confines. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and when you have, like... Everything at your disposal. We have no limits. Yeah, yeah uh, you like just like it can get bland. Yeah, there is definitely a school of thought that says that believes limitations breed creativity. Absolutely. So, like, if you want like a certain outcome, having your options limited will will breed an interesting way of achieving it yeah. or trying to achieve it. I feel like they didn't have squats in the eighties. Because everybody's got a real flat pancake button in yeah. this movie. Yeah, no, that's, well, like, yeah, that's like They were all doing cardio and not squats. Right, like, right. Nobody's twerking back then. I mean, she's mm-hmm. a, l- a little more booty when she's uh, <laughs> awkwardly strapped is, to the table. And don't get me wrong. She is definitely uh, a fine, fine-looking lady. I mean, I'm not going to... This no. is an almost entirely white cast, too. Yeah. <laughs> And this is the era of uh, where everybody was carbo loading because that was how you were supposed to lose weight was to eat a lot of carbs. Which, which, which is how I've got the diabetes. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, food pyramid. Thank you. Womp, womp, womp. One day. I do like the little moving sidewalk. Yeah, it's it's such a great weird touch, it's, and I love. Okay, I, I missed this earlier when they were still in the the space capsule. I love the shots of. The foreground with people looking in the window in the background. Mm-hmm. When when Dale Flash and Zarkov crashed, and they had the guard yeah. lean over and look in the window, and and they weren't aware of it. And it was the same thing here, where Meng and Zarkov don't see Dale and Aura, you know, looking in the windows. 
It's, it's an odd little thing that I really liked. Well, and talking about the colors, too, everything in Ming's throne room and in, in the, the Grand Hall are these bright reds and golds. Mm-hmm. When you get back here inside where it's just Ming's guard and Ming's people doing things, everything's a more gray it's and dark, dark and ugly and, and black. Yeah. And that sickly green light under the floor is a nice touch that I yeah. just noticed. And even his outfits. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. His outfit is very... This is his, his torture robe. This is as muted as he's Bring me my torture robe. Yeah. You can't expect me to torture a man in this leisure robe. <laughs> it would be wrong. I do love the fact that it's Sarkov's fault. <coughs> like that, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, Zarkov, by very acknowledging what's going on, by discovering it, somebody at work that he's put the earth at risk. Because, and, and the thing is, is crazy... As he was presented, and he's threatening his assistant with a gun, but he is the guy that wants to go to outer space to stop this. Like, he's, he's very right. heroic. Yeah. He's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, she does not want to point, so instead, she <laughs> is, is, Gesturing. is walk swimming. <laughs> Yoga. <laughs> my mind is all I have. Have you seen my body? <laughs> I don't know, dude's looking pretty That's good. Yeah, these, just, are, these two. He did manage to knock out Flash with a fucking football. <laughs> right. into the Unfortunately, these two are the only members of the cast that are no longer with us. I mean, we could do a remake. We could do a oh, sequel at right. any time, but we can't have those two. Everybody yeah. else is still around. It's uh, amazing. Peter Wingard's not. That's what I said. No. These two. Oh, I thought she meant to Paul. No, Tom was still alive. Okay. Don't kill him. Oh, is he? I, oh, thought, yeah. Yeah. I thought he had passed away. No, I thought he just... was until you said that. I guess, yeah. But, okay. Now, Peter, we just lost Peter this year. Yeah. And uh, uh, I can't remember. A little, little bit of dark backstory for Zarkov here. Where his yeah, wife he clearly killed his, killed his wife. Well, it's, it, that's the thing. What Did he kill her? Well, what not is... intentionally. She yeah. died drowning. So, but he threw actually. her in the pool, like, ha-ha, I'm going to throw you in the pool. And then she's like, I can't swim. Die. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently yeah. immediately died, despite the fact they were at a pool party. Yeah, yeah nobody, well, nobody else could swim yeah. either. Right. Yeah. Like, um, I knew none of us could swim, but you cannot swim. <laughs> Why do we own a pool? <laughs> <laughs> I make terrible decisions. <laughs> I don't know what accent I'm giving him, but I'm pretty I, sure he doesn't have it in the movie. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> it's amazing too that like Zarkov remembers being born. He has the third he person has, perspective on his own birth. Yeah, fresh. Oh, this is fresh what my mother looked birth like. Canal. She, this is what my mother looked like if she was giving birth to me. And also, that's not even what fetuses look like. The womb. This was the '80s. It was a simpler oh, time. Well, we, yeah. see the we didn't know then. <laughs> We see the fetus, but we hear the conception. Yeah. As uh, as Dave Barry once said, if God wanted me to know what was going on inside my body, he would have put little windows on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very, very, it's very. Uh, actually, this is probably what turns out to be part of their downfall. Is he's so condescending to her? Yes, and she is. Yes, the big oh, fuck you. I'm gonna do what I want. There's, there's a lot of being hoisted by your own petard in this yeah. movie. Well, it's yeah. a, it. The characters are interacting. They're characters. They interact. They yeah. have relationships, and we we connect with those. I think you know this is that's a, a testament to this as well. It's not just these static, boring people. Yeah, even though she and I don't know her character's name, but even though the evil torturess doesn't get a ton of screen time, we know her story. We know what's up with her. 
as much as we know what's up with Flash's incredible leather, like even Michael Jackson would have been like, that's a bit much jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie Mercury was like, nah. No, no, Michael Jackson would not have said that. No, he wouldn't have. <laughs> no, he, he I was just that. going for the funny. I wanted yeah. to know what's going I, I yeah. do rather enjoy the, like, the, the fact that while she's like doing all over him, he, he like can't fly the ship straight. <laughs> yeah. The the line, uh, well, we're getting to it in a minute here, when he telepathically contacts Dale, Phrygia. Phrygia mentioned a couple of times, but not mm-hmm. shown, I guess. Save that for the sequel. Uh, but while he's talking to Dale, he's like, this girl's really turning me on. Yep. Like, that's so... Thinking about seeing that when I was, you know, seven or eight years old. Like, I, I, I don't remember <laughs> what my... Even- they didn't even she's know the concept him here. Yeah. I mean, right. Just, like, yeah. I mean, she straddled him and it's undressing him. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what my young mind made of this. I know. I specifically remember liking all of the space bikinis. Yeah. Like yeah. I remember that. But as far as the more overt sexuality, like I, I don't think. I don't know that it registered. Yeah. Other it it didn't register for me the first time I saw it because I would have seen this when I was like. Six or seven, like eighty three, eighty four on TBS. I want to say, mm-hmm. and like it, it certainly did not register for me at that age. There were seeds that were planted that yeah. came to full growth around thirteen, and, <laughs> and you, you planted those seeds. <laughs> Here's another one of the creepier, creepy kind of lines. Uh, you know, will it make me forget? Oh yeah, no, but it will make you not mind remembering. <laughs> so it's less of a less of a roofie and more like some. Particularly ecstasy. potent weed or ecstasy yeah. or something. Some, some absinthe. It is green. When I when I saw <laughs> when I saw this in the theater, I was uh, 12, 13, So oh yeah, right you at the knew, right. It, it, yeah, it hit what me. was up? It yeah. hit me. Yes. You didn't need any seeds. No, I was like, whoa. <laughs> I think I I want to see that again. <laughs> as far as feelings, I don't understand. I think I had already been despoiled at this point because my my earliest memory of that was there's an episode of Buck Rogers where they're these space little people and they Tell use their right. they use their mind powers they use their mind powers to undress uh, Wilma Deering uh. <laughs> and I remember feeling warm and confused <laughs> <laughs> really <laughs> you know I don't know it was they, seeing her running around in season one in the tight uh, in the White, white, yeah. yeah. One pieces were headed it. Yeah, there's a. Uh, it's ironic that the TV series Buck Rogers was inspired a lot by Flash Gordon, um, <clears throat> particularly I think Princess <laughs> or or uh, Princess. What's her name? Ardala. Ardala is very much. Inspired oh yeah, by her, yeah, yeah. You're right. And there's like, I mean, she's just trying to seduce Buck in the pilot. She's just trying to seduce Buck like mm-hmm. all the time. And there's a lot of other. Um, uh, things as Over. well, but I just find it ironic because Flash Gordon wouldn't exist without Buck Rogers. Yeah. Right? Flash Gordon was created so that the uh, King Feature Syndicate had something to go against Buck Rogers because that comic strip was so popular. Coming up here on the scene you were talking about, I always thought too that after after he makes his she's turning me on comment, and Dale's like, "What?" He's like, "Oh, I wasn't thinking about you." It's just like a 
Even as a kid, I'm like, that's the dumbest <laughs> yeah. thing you could have said. Well, he's, dipshit. He's, uh, he's not the sharpest tool no. in the shed. No. Yeah. I think we have to bid a fond adieu we to our pal Arian. Where, where can we find you online? Uh, at such a lazy man on the Instagrams with the, uh, the you know, pet food, pet food. Pet and food pictures. Pet, comma, food. Pet, comma, food. <laughs> food, comma, pet. Not together. Pictures. Not to be confused with children's <laughs> chew toys. <laughs> Sean, thank, thank God Rad Ranger's never going to be Papa I Ranger. Mean, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> all right. It's enjoyable, and uh, I'll see all you guys around. Right. Best of luck in your we'll function. You. Go be funny. Ish. Just one little tip. Look at this We're typical, here. typical American Earth girl corrupting the locals. Peer pressure. With their green fluid. Come on, get wasted with me. <laughs> Everybody likes to get white girl wasted. It's awesome on Earth. I love that little wave. Uh, yeah. And you know, we actually get there too because we, we know that Zarkov is not actually brainwashed. I, it's one of those things, you know, I only noticed it the first time when I saw it on a bigger screen, is that you can actually, there's a hint of it here because he, like, looks at him. Yeah, he looks over, like, yeah. he does a little side-eye. Yeah, and I've ne- I never really noticed that watching it on the regular TV, but it, yeah. But now, like, this shot's beautiful. I love, oh, I love, I love it. this shot. I, I mean, look at those trees and everything. I mean, it's, it's, and it's such a fantastical conceit that... You know, that's not a planet. Right. It's just uh, an area, a thing. Yeah, as a kid, I always, you know, as I tried to make sense of these things as a kid, I always wondered if maybe the planet exploded and these were just the different... Yeah, because Ming has a history. I mean, it's established. That's what Ming, he says he does. Yeah. He goes right. to these planets, he destroys them pretty much, yeah. and leaves only like little pieces around and then controls them. In, in my head as a kid, it was just a, a big... Uh, like sort of globular atmospheric area that happened to have different chunks of environment in it. Like I didn't, but it I didn't it, try it, to give it any backstory, but I like that. It, it gives it a unique look. And like, now yeah. it's rapey time. Exactly. Now Ming like it's gonna play with something else before annihilation. It's like, look, she's asleep. I'm right on time. Yeah, right. <laughs> Where's his power potion though? He just Yeah, it's already done. Can't be drinking a power potion in front He's of the ladies, ready to go. unless it's your daughter. Apparently, yes. But now we're going to discover that the power potion oh! has gone to waste. I cannot rape a slave. I've already raped her. I'm done with this. Yeah, one. right. <laughs> now we. See I've seen this movie. Badass. Yes, doing cartwheels and ninja shit in her space bikini. This uh, is, it's pretty awesome, actually. It's probably the uh, maybe the best uh, best Dale gets in this mm-hmm. in this whole movie. She has a moment later on. I think it was when you were out of the room where she does something badass again. I can't remember exactly what it was, but at you because you had said in our first viewing, this was like you were like, and that's all the badass Dale we get. Well, now she does kick a couple of guards in that fight while yeah, there's like she's yeah the awkward yeah she doesn't spring. approach that awkward. What are you talking? Just because you were a cheerleader doesn't mean it's, the rest of us look at that as awkward. It's it's awkward. 
No, it's not. It's amazing. Fine form. Yes, absolutely. Fine form for a travel agent. Carrying a gun. With, with, how many in, times in did you do a handspring yeah. carrying a space rifle? In a fucking jackass. After she knocked I mean, out this what? far, she throws... <laughs> yeah. yeah, her only stupid bit was she throws the gun down and runs off with just her shoes. We didn't. I did, we never looked up the actual release date on this, did we? Because December I, 1980. It was December. Okay, yeah. so Empire did come out first. Because I, <coughs> I see these guys. Well, although this had to be filming, oh, I see yeah. those guys, and all I think is Lobot. Yep. Oh yeah, sure. There was a lot of I. I found myself wondering, like, how much of Star Wars was inspired by the the comic version of this, which in turn mm-hmm. in, inspired the visual look of this yeah. film. Well, I mean, it's 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 well documented that, that George Lucas wanted to do Flash Gordon and then Star because he couldn't. Star Wars was well, I'll do my own version. of yeah, Flash Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's well it's documented. Doing it's well documented that George Lucas stole a lot of stuff to make Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, no, no, it, no, no. You've got to think in Tarantino terms. Homage. It's homage. Right. He's homaging a lot of stuff. But there's a lot of Inception, right? Because it's like one inspires the other, yeah. inspires the next, and then sure. Right, like today, if they were to make a new version of Buck Rogers or Flash Gordon, yeah, people would go, "Oh my God, they're ripping off Star Wars!" Right, you know, and you're like, "But uh, hold on." Yeah. I think you were spot on by comparing like a, a current equivalent to this to the Guardians movies. I think if you know if James Gunn wanted to make a Flash Gordon movie, I would be a hundred percent behind that. Yeah, yeah, but in a way, he'd probably say, "I've well, already done that." Well, right. there was a, yeah. there was an article yeah. recently. There was a, a, a producer who was working on a Flash Gordon plan, and the, the, they were working on a, a, a treatment to pitch, and after Guardians, they ripped it up because a lot of the cool stuff they wanted to do, Guardians did first. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like to a certain extent, this is right for a Netflix show. Yeah, sure. Because Flash sure. and them going to different mo- different. Yeah, I mean, there's no shortage of stories from yeah. those original yeah. serials. It's... Uh, yeah, yeah I think the right people behind it. I think it could be pretty awesome. But I wouldn't want it to be like it would have to have the tone that we were talking about. Like I, we wouldn't want it to be Game of Thrones or gritty no, no. or no, serious no. or anything no. like that. Uh, it wouldn't have to be silly and over the top, <clears throat> but it has to be fantastical and, and it has to be flashy. It has to yes. be fun. It has to be adventurous. And that doesn't mean that there aren't stakes, right? And, right. And, but it it has to have that that spirit of discovery and adventure. Well, I kind of I kind of give it a similar to like how they they just did the Lost in Space remake on Netflix. It's very similar in tone to the original, right? But a lot of the silliness is not there, and they still have these adventures with monsters on the planet right. and natural disasters and stuff, just like the original show did. Yeah, they've just they they've taken out some of the silliness. But and if you just find the right balance with mm-hmm. that stuff, right? Like it doesn't have not everything has to be fucking grim dark. Yeah. Oh my god! I mean, Flash Gordon's been around what eighty something years? Eighty something? Yeah, he yeah, yeah it's, it's over eighty. It's over eighty. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, yeah, Superman just and he was yeah. before Superman. So there's a lo- I mean, there's certainly a lot of adventures out there. They've created a lot of these lands, a lot of adventures, and certainly yeah, Flash going from you know. Kingdom to kingdom, having adventures, I think it'd be great. 
Because in, in the originals, he, he works up, before he actually goes after Ming, he spends a lot of time, like he does in this movie, gathering help. Yeah, you could do kind and, of almost like a you're you're gearing up for the big boss yeah. fight kind of thing. Spend two or three see two or three episodes here on this you know mood yeah. and you're constantly yeah. chasing Ming and this Bobby. scene and this creature are so creepy. Yes, yeah, th- this was one of many things that horrified me. Like I, I after I saw this movie. Uh, I've never since stuck my hand in a tree stump. Mm. <laughs> this was nightmare inducing. You were, as a kid. you were sticking your hand in tree stumps <laughs> all the time. Willy dilly all over the place around. prior to 1981. Putting shit in holes since yeah. 1981. <laughs> yeah, never. That's right. Now, 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 Sean's like every hole. I'm very careful first. <laughs> I, I'm not trying to get stabbed. That's a life <laughs> lesson. Uh, I this scene too makes me think of. Because this is actually when we watched it before this, so this is where I thought of it too. I'm reminded of the comic book adaptation of this movie. And because the scenes on Arbor, Arborea, really stand out for me in, the, in that it's, it's written by uh, Archie Goodwin. There was a uh, Marvel put it out, I believe. Or was it some Whitman? Or, uh, it was not And Al Williamson did the art. And Al Williamson drawing trees. Well, that's what I was getting ready to say, is I'm just picturing Williamson's like backgrounds of this planet. Yeah, the second best Flash Gordon artist. Yes. Illustrator. And and it's just an amazing uh, adaptation of this. And uh, you can find them cheap. I I highly recommend it. Yeah, they've been collected. Yeah, Um, yeah, I have have it in the original and collected, so yeah, it's I think everyone should go to needlessthingspodcast.com, click on the Amazon box, and search for Flash Gordon comic adaptation. There you go. Buy it through Amazon to help out Needless Things. Mm-hmm. And and it's, it's a very faithful adaptation as well. I think, I think if, yeah, if you, if you like the movie, yeah, you'll love the book too. And this is one of those things that, you know, sometimes I avoid adaptations because it, you just don't know exactly what you're going to get, but well, especially back then, this is one of those things where I I think, particularly with with Goodwin and uh, Williamson, Williamson, yeah, I can imagine it being. It's one of those processes where it's going to be interesting, just seeing what they chose to put in the panel, mm-hmm. um, and how things look in a static like because it's it's a. If you're doing a quality adaptation, you make choices as to what to represent on the page. Right, because you have to, you know, because you're not given an unlimited number of pages. You right. You have to shorten bits or cut out bits. Certainly like them flying away from one planet to the other, instead of the being a bit, you know, several pages, that's one panel to the next. You leave, you're there. More lizard guys. I love this Ugh. set, too. Yeah, that's super spooky. I love how the lighting and the coloring and everything has changed to just now. And granted, the you know Arborea is not the most sunny and wonderful place in the world to start, but then they move below you know the the presumably habitable areas. Well, it's also it's also a very interesting way to like they're not in in a in a cage but you have to keep your head above it or you're going right, to right if but i was def- the act and one of the actors in that snake man costume a i'd already be freaking out just cuz that costume doesn't look like it breathes well but then yeah. you dip me in water mm-hmm. and i'm <laughs> freaking out even more like legit yeah. 
you, I, Sean, you pointed out uh, how much Arboria looked like indoor. And, yeah. and I absolutely, th- I mean, that indoor has to have been influenced by yeah. that. Well, I think the fact that George picked, uh, like, a lot of planets uh, in the Star Wars universe, and each one had a... Like its own climate, yeah, and it was it's like an ice planet. planet. What do you right. mean an ice planet? Either ice planet or forest planet or like right. desert planet or yeah. I mean, I think that stems from his love for Flash Gordon. Yeah, another another creepy scene coming up. I, I a creepy also, scene happening. Those yeah. hands freaked me out like when I was a kid too. And it's funny because I I specifically remember being horrified by the hands and horrified by the idea of these boar worms. Mm-hmm. But the the horrible wounds on her back, God, yeah, didn't cool. I didn't they didn't really register, and it means because like, I think they're kind of mundane. Yeah. They're just oh well, there's wounds, the whatever. The <laughs> other stuff though is like weird and well. And I was raised Catholic, so that was kind of just normal. Uh, <laughs> well, the fact too that Ming is watching his daughter be tortured while eating snacks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's just a thing Sick of fuck. it's a thing of Mongo cocktail peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's. Take a moment to talk about how cool Timothy Dalton is. Yes. Yes. Uh, perfectly cast as Prince Baron. Yes. Um, he just looks the part. I mean, he just looks like he's coming straight out of an uh, Alex Raymond strip. Yeah. Very uh, Errol Flynnish. Yeah. Very Errol Flynn. Yeah. I mean, like Robin Hood esque. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he just he knows how to choose scenery. He's just charismatic and sells and, it and just the right amount. And yes, he varies it depending on who he's acting against mm-hmm. because his his level of swashbucklery is different when he's with Sam Jones than it is when he's Brian, with Brian Blessed. Yes. Yeah. He has to turn it up with Brian Blessed. Mm-hmm. Well, you've got these Shakespearean actors, both Brian and Timothy yeah. are, are Shakespearean actors. They know how to project. Exactly. How to, yeah. And they know, they know how to rise above the material. Yes. Yes, and Brian Blessed, I mean, he is so over the top as Voltan, but it's amazing. Works. <laughs> he but delivers he every line work. by yelling. Yes. yes. <laughs> Exuberance. Well, he, I mean, yeah, he, he emotes. I mean, he really yeah. enunciates. And that man's loving life. Like, that's what I get from Voltan. Mm-hmm. Everything he says, he's enthusiastic, he believes it 100%. He does everything big. And one, the, there's our other mention of Phrygia, or as Star Wars fans might know it, Hoth. <laughs> <laughs> Look at I Ming's think... little general mm. uniform. It's so good with the. He's got the pirate boots and the the dangly sword. Do you have Do you have the figures? No, I don't. Uh, I didn't. They didn't look good enough to me. Who made them? Uh, they were way better. Yeah, they look. Uh, I thought they were incredible, but that's based on all this crap that we've gotten before. Now, well, yeah. I mean, obviously, if you know, <laughs> God, if Mezco ever does Flash Gordon figures, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, oh no, actually, no. Biff Bang Pow did the most recent ones. Oh right. Uh, and I, yeah, they just didn't. <clears throat> I didn't love them. I if if I. Get Flash Gordon figures. They need to be either, like you said, Mezco's one twelve would be incredible. Yeah. A Ming, um, <laughs> but has, has I, Pop made any of the off the movie? The Funko Pops? Uh, yes. yeah. yeah, I have. Yeah. Well, they've only. They've I feel done, like there's yeah, been a Birdman. They've done four. Okay. 
Uh, they <coughs> well, I, done, they, I think I, they've done the reaction too. I'll tell you if no, they haven't. Um, no, that was Biff Bang Pow. Oh, gotcha. Uh, if they did not reaction, but the new style that Funko is doing that are still three and three quarter inch, but they're more articulated and have better sculpts and stuff. Mm-hmm. If they did those, I would buy those. Uh, especially if they did the the Mongo rocket sled or whatever flash rides at the end. Oh yeah, I need a toy of that. Yeah, yes. the, the Hawkman sled. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Now the I have all four of the uh, vinyl pop figures. The, the Flash, uh, Voltan is one of them. Clytus and Ming. Those are the four <laughs> that they chose. I'm like, really? No Prince yeah. Baron. I knew I had seen a Flash Gordon one, but I didn't know if it was no the movie Dale Flash or if it was just Flash. Well, it's interesting because Funko. I mean, if they did the pops, that means they can do the, the actual notes. action figures. But they they may just have determined that there wasn't enough of a market for an actual line. Well, Funko also did a because I got the Justice League ones where the, it's the Hero World to- figures. They're they're like little. They almost remind me of the Infinity Disney Infinity sculpts statue. Oh yeah, the ones that, the ones that are at Target. Yeah, yeah, those, yeah, yeah. Oh, those are great. Love I really yeah. like those. Oh yeah, I've got the Power Ranger version. Yeah, of those. yeah, yeah. Now, Mike and Bobby, you guys probably know this. How is it? Is it the same rules that Disney uses so that their properties never lapse? Is that how King Features has kept this from going into public domain? Well, well partly, but I mean, King, up until recently, I mean, Flash Gordon is still being made. Flash Gordon comic strips are still being made. So it's as long uh, as it's up still until recently. Not well. When you say recently, you but you must be talking at least five years. Well, yeah. that's recent in my yeah. head. Yeah. I, I look at stuff and that happened in 2003, and I think it's recent. And then I'm like, oh, no, it was 15 years in ago. Fact, that's a I new would, band. In yeah. fact, I would go as far as to say it might be 10 now. I don't think it's quite that long. Even then, though, it's and 2008, right. yeah, which so still is technically like not recent, yeah. but to my old brain, yeah, it is. But it feels recent. But King Features was still making strips. Now they're rerunning them. So as long as they're still using the character, it can't yeah. lapse into public well, domain. Look, we, we've all found, we've all seen that if you have enough money, you can keep the copyright. Yeah. yeah. I mean, right. Yeah. Superman, I mean, Superman's well, not in public domain. Right. Yeah. Which, honestly, keeps licensing it out. I mean, so... Buck Rogers, who came before yeah. Flash Gordon, is not in public domain. Yeah. How do you guys feel about that? You know, I don't know. There's a part of me that goes, you know, if anything I created, you know, I'd love my family to just be able to keep it. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm torn because I've done, I've written characters that are uncompetent and right, right. So it's cool that they're there and you can play with them. But if they weren't there, I just, I, I wouldn't have lost sleep over and I'd have just done something else. And if it's somebody like, if it's somebody that you love, don't you want there to be a certain amount of custodianship mm-hmm. making sure? Now, granted, as we all know, these companies that own the characters or copyrights don't always make great choices <laughs> yeah, yeah, with them. Yeah, they're not always right? the greatest custodians of their work. But, yeah, sometimes the family is just looking for a buck. Right. And other times they really care. But yeah. when I look at something like... Uh, I'm trying to think of an example. I look at previews every single month. You'd think I'd know plenty of characters that. Well, uh, but when I, like when I look at older characters that you know different comic publishers are just making comics of, and you don't you don't know what to go with. You don't know what's good. You don't know who's taking yeah. good care well, of the property, who's representing it well. Yeah. 
Well, technically, the way it's supposed it's supposed to work. Like I use, I write a character called Domino Lady, who's a character from yeah. the thirties. The version I write is my version. Well, it's my the publisher's version. Right. Basically, you take the original and you uh, mold it a little, and mm, you, right, you know, right. that's your Bert. Um, I don't know. It's at the end of the day, I don't own her. Anybody can write her, right? You know. Yeah, so I write the stories I write, and that's really I'm focused on. But now I have done tie-in work for companies, and they, like the Green Hornet people, were very closely guarded on what, what you could and could not do with their characters. So when you when I was writing stuff for them, there was a lot of that back and forth. Of, you can do this, you can't do that. And I think that's kind of my point: is at what point you know if if a character has fallen into the public domain, at what point do they become so diluted that they're not even that character anymore? That anybody is doing whatever they want with them and there's nobody guiding it. But then you look at something like Batman and you see how many different interpretations the people that own Batman have allowed. Yeah. And maybe that argument is moved. Well, and ultimately it's not... I mean, obviously we said Superman... There's no shortage of people that have gone, what if we did Superman, but with this? Yeah. And then you just make it a whole or other character. This is right. my version of Superman. Right. I've, yeah. I've heard that a lot. I mean, which, there's, which there's so I many mean, of those. And I, but I see, I, I kind of like that idea mm-hmm. of like, I want, well, like we were just talking about with George Lucas making Star Wars, like he couldn't do Flash Gordon, so he did Star Wars. So that's interesting to me as if somebody wants to write a Superman story, but can't write a Superman story. Right. What do they do? And it we, ends we call, up being we call those pastiches. Yes, and, exactly. Yeah, and, uh, yes, um, and it ends up being you know what Robert Kirkman what, Invincible isn't that Kirkman? Yeah. Invincible, uh, Supreme, particularly when Alan yeah. took it over. Yeah, yeah, because um, yeah, you're not hiding what your what your right. Your yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Apollo and Midnighter is basically uh, probably could have started off as Batman, Superman, slash fic. Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> right. Know, that they turned into actual good stories. Yeah. We missed a little bit here in our... In our yeah, we missed now, this quicksand is horrifying. Uh, you know, quicksand is not as dangerous as Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean, well, well, I was just going to say, based on 80s movies, I really thought that quicksand was going to be a more dangerous thing in my life <laughs> that I was really prepared <laughs> a more, for. A more going concern. Yeah, but it uh, turns out I've never actually run into quicksand ever, so <laughs> I'm massively ill-prepared for that. Uh, quicksand uh, and horrible spider balloon monsters. <laughs> yeah, like... Yes, I do love the. But now we, I do love the look of this ship. The outside it kind of looks like a a, a bee. And now this is not yeah, like part bee, part canary. Yeah. Does this ship have a name? Because War Rocket, this isn't War Rocket Ajax. No, it's not. no, no. This is this uh, is this, this is Clytus ship. ship. Okay. I the fact that the other ship is called War Rocket Ajax is amazing. It is amazing. That's straight out of the yeah. strip, right? Now look, yeah, here, here's a good shot. Okay. You can see his eyes. Yep. Yeah, you can see his eyes in the golden paint. And yeah. it's funny, uh, the first time we ran through this, this was the first time I noticed his golden arm. Mm. His right yeah. arm is golden. Yep. Uh, but it's there through the whole rest of the movie. I just didn't notice it until yeah. that shot. Last time. And I like that they painted it gold around his eyes and not just going like, well, yeah. it'll be shadow, so it was painted black. Although his lips are clearly Caucasian. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he has to be able to drink. I do, I do wonder <laughs> if he shaved a stash for this, because Peter Wingard had this massive, like, 70s stash. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I, I, I bet he didn't shave that for anybody. Yeah, I bet, I bet not, because you can't... There's they, nowhere they, they, you'd be able to see it. They gave it a... Just yeah. pull a spirit gun around the say, right. I'd say just... 
Yeah, Google Peter Wingard. Uh, yeah, that, I looked at a picture of that dude's. Yeah, yeah he's Peter Wingard. Also, uh, we put this there. Peter Wingard was the the name that they used, and they based the drawing of the character for Mastermind from X Men villain. Yeah, yeah. If you, after you Peter told Wingard. me that, it's Jason Wingard is yeah. the character's name in the comics. But they they, they took the last name, and and I'm I'm yeah. getting ready to look. It's yeah. W Y N because yeah because John Byrne when they when they created the. The, the name for him. Okay, he has right. often said that he used, you know, Peter Peter Wine. Whoa! Oh yeah, this actually this one picture that popped up here looks exactly like yeah. he was the Black King, right? Um, was the, the Hellfire Order? Club? No, that was. No, he was. That was. Um, I don't know. That, that, he's one of the. He's one of the. He's the one though that corrupts Jean Grey. With all the yeah, I think I think that's J- yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. Jason Wingard. Yeah. And so the artist of the strip has, has of the book has said that that's who he modeled him. Yeah. And then the writer, seeing that that was what he modeled him on, used the same last name. Or no, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. Bro, first Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, and later he was uh, part of the Hellfire Club. Mm-hmm. We are now coming up to Sam Jones's favorite scene. It is this, not Mr. This, Otis's favorite scene in the movie. No, 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 no that's Otis. not Otis. Yeah. Not Otis. Otis is over there farting. Uh, is that Daphne? Um, yes, he's been Daphne. doing quite a bit of that, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, this, we don't have to, I left the fan off, yeah. so it would stay over there with you this guys. This is a very cool fight scene. It I mean, really is. I love the... It's, I mean, especially on the, the gimbal that they're on as they're fighting and, you know, well, and there's to their doom. There are no holes in it. Like at no point does it look fakey. Yeah. At no point does it slow down. Like it, it feels. It's very kinetic. It's very. Mm-hmm. Uh, they really do feel like they're competing here. Yeah. Volt's <laughs> like, this is boring. Tilt it. <laughs> Voltan's got a short attention span because they were fighting for like twelve <laughs> seconds before he decided it was time to really fuck <laughs> shit up. Well, basically, it was just Flash getting his ass kicked there for a minute. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah. Well, and because his opponent just whips aren't shaped like footballs. Right. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this. I don't ride horses. Yeah, it's well shot. It's well choreographed. Mm-hmm. That's and that, a nice that, shot. That looks, I mean, that looks <laughs> deadly. And it did. I mean, this terrified. This. This gave me so much anxiety watching this scene when I was a kid because I didn't, you know, I didn't know about foam rubber or whatever it is these spikes are made out of, and and it just the way that they have them move, how some of them go down and others stay up, and the randomness, and they, they it just looks fantastic. And well, just the that you could fall off the edge at any time and you mm-hmm. just fall into an abyss. Yeah, murder him, bash him. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> he is rooting for Flash. Don't just stand there, move. Well, and we've definitely established that that uh, Baron and Voltan are not. Oh wait, right there's pals. a blonde. There's a blonde on the a woman, a blonde woman. No, is there? No, Bobby Nash. Don't ruin my little theory. Is there though? We'll have to we'll have to look if they go. Now watch out! That spike goes up. Flash's butt. We're gonna. That fight's gonna be a lot shorter. <laughs> I wonder how they did the the timing. Do you think there were literally people underneath? Oh yeah, pushed? you're right. There, there's a blonde right there. <laughs> Damn it! 
ruined my whole theory. Uh, like they just have them like gigantic plates that push them up. There's somebody underneath and like push up this one, push up that one. Like literally running around. Well, so they don't like. Or do they spend the time building robotics if, for all of it? Because of the way they move, though, it doesn't seem like any one section all moved at the same time. No. Like because they they kind of go in waves. Okay. Could you imagine 1979? <clears throat> Rigging up the electronics to fire these off. I kept waiting for Voltan to just make that spike that he's holding on to go away. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to have to dip into the special features. I don't know if the Blu ray has it, but I, I think my DVD Fancy Pants one does. Yeah, that would be fascinating. I'm going to have to look and that. see if there are any featurettes on. On how they staged some of this, because that—I mean—that really is amazing. Because even even if those things are foam rubber, you don't want to fall on that. No, no, it's still going to hurt. Right? Yeah, there is a spot. If you watch closely, there's one where he kind of brushes against it, and you watch it, and it bends. bends. A bit, but know? like, if you fall, but if you fall on it, it's still going to yeah. hurt. Yeah, it's hurt like a mofo. If your ass falls on one of those, that's not comfortable. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, it depends on your preferences. <laughs> well. I mean, don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> Make sure you have some lubrication. <laughs> Maybe not comfortable, but pleasurable. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's my prostate exam. Up oh, here come the bad guys, zipping right up Zoom. to the like. That's some fancy parking right hey, there. If, I can't even. Yeah, means, pe- means people have reserved parking in every kingdom. <laughs> I like that Clytus He doesn't is, even need any guards yeah. Right He's so confident And they all part when he Yeah <laughs> He's so yeah, confident In the power of Ming Love this too It's like You will be liquidated for treasury Or <laughs> keep moving For the treasury <laughs> <laughs> But yeah that, I mean That's That's another little Subtle bit of storytelling is that Ming's grip is so tight that Clytus is just like, I'm going to walk amongst yeah. these dozens of people. Even Darth Vader without takes stormtroopers with him. Yes, right. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. He's like, fuck, I got this. <laughs> He's got a special kind of swagger. I think she found it rather enjoyable. Boom. Oh, Don't talk man. about my girl that way. Oh, tag oh, oh. Spite. Oh. Probably the most gruesome thing in this movie. For sure. I am surprised he didn't make a spiked joke. Ugh. Oh! The eyes of the tongue! What is even happening? Like, like, what? What is he? And he doesn't... It's not like he melts. Right. No. What is that? It's like a jello mold threw up. <laughs> <laughs> he has shown us the, the way. way. Love and it. also, we were talking earlier about how they build these sets. I love the fact that most of the Hulkman's place here, the walls are made up of wind chimes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're all moving, and, mm-hmm. and it it's open. It's very open and light. Yeah. Like, it has... Well, no. Which, I, those I, wings do not appear yeah. to be. Those look like heavy Well, no, those are... Yeah. yeah. And, and also... I'm assuming they had two different sets of wings because they look different when they're flying. Yeah, like yeah. they're, you know, they spread when they're flying. Those yeah, are the they, oh, no. they look a little thinner when they're flying. Yeah, I don't know. Those may be the same thing. Look, he's changed costumes, changed yeah. clothes. You know, he's got to keep up with Ming. Yeah. 
<laughs> you also find this kick-ass belt that makes him look like the world heavyweight champion. <laughs> we'll need some I love, rope I love this plan. Is we're going to parachute 50 miles down to Arborea. <laughs> and they're all like, yeah, okay. Sure, no problem. <laughs> He's hoping that it's just the same physics as Earth, and you never, you'll hit that maximum velocity and never go beyond it. Now, and you were talking, too, about how Clytus just shows up on his own. Mean goes down now to the Hawkman place when it's just four people there yeah. and takes guards. Right. <laughs> well, he did. Because he's, he knows his man has been killed. Yeah. And well, that's, I, th- I think Mean, too, is not stupid enough to realize that most of his, his subjects would kill him if they had the chance. Oh, yeah, he knows he's hated. Yeah. And I think he takes delight in that. Yeah, he enjoys it. I always like scenes in these adventures where you get one-on-one the hero mm-hmm. and the villain. It doesn't and happen enough. No, it doesn't. And I, you know, uh, I, I I relish this scene because it's just one-on-one time with these two guys. Well, and this is, and again, talking earlier, we were talking about how the CGI stuff and the creativity, you know, now you can just have, like, everything's just going to be a crazy fight scene because you can make it a crazy fight scene. You don't need the mm-hmm. actors there. You just throw it all into the computer and you're like, well, they don't have to talk. We can just... Yeah. We'll have to beat the shit out of each other, and that'll be more exciting. And it's like, yeah, maybe slow that pace down a little bit. Well, in terms of storytelling, too, this is a very important scene because this does show part of Ming's hubris that he assumes that everybody's like him. Right. That if I offer him a kingdom, I've got it. Right. Well, well it's it worked for also, everybody else, right? It also solidifies Flash's status as this guy that all these people are going to follow because Ming, it's just like in wrestling when you want to put your opponent over. Ming is putting Flash over right now. He's he's yes. showing by making this offer to Flash that he considers him a threat. If yeah. we didn't have this scene, the rest of the movie where they're all following Flash into battle wouldn't work. Right. Well, and I'll go a step further. Not only character-wise is he putting him over, but acting-wise he's putting him over. Max is... look. No offense to Sam. But <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you saying Sam Jones is not in the same acting league as Max von Sydow? If you look at Sam Jones's face right now, you're seeing the entirety of his range. <laughs> yeah. Whereas what Sam should have been doing was taking mental notes. Right. What is this guy doing? But, you know, just Every- like with wrestling, like, you know, there's a lot of times the best wrestlers are guys who make the others of the opponents yes. look yeah. really good and you know if if Max, this was Chris Jericho and Chris Masters <laughs> this would be you have the same thing going on Jericho yeah. would have us believing that Masters was a threat to Jericho yep yeah good and the master well, lock is a real good finisher <laughs> mean as Max plays him mean is also quite charming yeah, he's, he's in an evil way. Oh, he has an but alluring sensibility yeah, to him. Yeah, you're like, yeah. You're like, I kind of want to hang with him, but I also think he's going to kill me. <laughs> you, but you can understand how he was able to come to power, take over. Yeah, yeah. How, come to power. Absolutely. Keep, you know, the, you, you can't he, do that just by being. A he thug. has big charisma. He wasn't some Weasley senator yeah. that came to power. Like he shook hands, he kissed babies, he charmed ladies. Like he. However he came to power, he's he's more like a George Clooney meets Attila the Hun. <laughs> <laughs> ah, 
tonight when we cast the remake. <laughs> get some, oh my get gosh, Clooney. dude. George Clooney as Ming the Merciless would be fucking incredible. Absolutely. Somebody get Clooney on the phone. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'd be so up Of course, for now that. we put that in the universe, it's going to end up being Tom fucking Cruise. And we're like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Originally, part was written for George Clooney, but then. Do we have a modern day? Granted, Brian, I think Brian Blessed is still alive. Still alive. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. All, like, like I said, everybody's we, still alive. In the do we have a modern day equivalent of Brian Blessed? No. Brian Blessed. Is, we really don't, do we? Yeah. We love him. We got some over the top guys, but they're not as endearing. Can we get Braun Strowman in the acting classes? <laughs> <laughs> Braun Strowman is Voltan, man. That would be a tremendous like WrestleMania commercial for next year. <laughs> Braun Strowman as Voltan, um, Kevin Owens as Ming. Yeah. Oh, uh, who's our most white meat? We barely even have a white meat babyface. Daniel now. Bryan. Daniel Bryan as Flash. Who's our Prince Baron? You go with the face. That would Miz. be Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode. Oh, yeah. Bobby Roode yeah. would be Prince Baron. Yeah. Good call. Charlotte Dale, would Dale, be Dale Arden's a tough call, but yeah, I guess it would be Charlotte. <laughs> Just because she has the clothes. No, Aura would be Charlotte. Well, it depends on whether Charlotte's a heel or a face. Yeah. Here's your here's your famous line of what they're called. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. You Mongo people. Here, here it comes. You Mongo person, you. You're, you damned Mongo person. <laughs> That's so good. Oh, I love it. Look, I know Ryan and Derek were enjoying scenes from uh, Final Dead, but this gets my vote, to be honest. This is the sexiest thing in this movie. Yeah, yeah this is a tremendous <laughs> golden pillow fight. Whoa. <laughs> golden pillow fight. I need to jot that down. <laughs> what? Uh, oddly, too, oddly enough, hey, this Monica. is the most they've both been dressed in this entire movie. Right. That's a good point. <laughs> they have more clothing on right now than they've had any other time. Now, we, we joked earlier, too, that Tears is this movie's version of Martha. <laughs> yes. You know, the great equalizer. We're right. on the same side. We're both crying. The, but, well, here's the thing. They did establish yeah. during the throne room scene that Mongo persons don't cry. Right, because they're not weak. But Dale doesn't know that. Right. So, hey, we'll let it slide. She's playing her. Well, you know, that's Aura, too. Aura as a character. I mean, Aura's looking out for Aura. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, this yeah. is also the equivalent of what we just saw with between Ming and Flash. I mean, she's mm-hmm. offering Dale the chance to kill Ming, right? And she's like, "No, I, I gave my word. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm too good. I'm actually, too actually, much of the straight of the arrow." Yeah. And I'm saying, really good line here. She says, "This is what makes us better than you." Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She just straight up says it keeping right there. Is keeping our word is one of the things that one of the things that, that makes us better. better than you. I mean, there's there are a lot of things. There's <laughs> a lot. There, there are a thousand and one things <laughs> this, that make us better than you. This list goes on. Yes. <laughs> Starting with, you know, we don't actively encourage drug use. Even though right now you are successfully destroying my home world. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm going to take the moral victory. And really, the science of that is that if this were actually happening, the world would probably be already be toast. Yeah, like, there would be what, no six or seven hours. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, the moon's yeah. close enough. We could, we could, you know. You can well, touch it. but you can also, you can also say, 
you know, when they said 14 hours from the Earth being destroyed, you could also consider it as 14 hours from the point of no return. No, yeah. they absolutely say no, from, Mike the, from the moon hitting the Earth's atmosphere. No, no that's... Yeah, you're right. <laughs> So. Just even moving the Earth out of its orbit would, I mean, the Moon out of its orbit would pretty much destroy the Earth. Right. Yeah. And like, that, like yeah. you're you're done at that point anyway. You shifted two degrees to the left. I love this. Fucked. Oh shit! That plan didn't work, and he just turns around and, and hightails it out of there. I really thought I could That's fly crazy. right in there. Wow! Um, they give. Uh, I'm looking at the subtitles. They give Kala all caps. <laughs> There's War Rocket Ajax. Yeah, here we go. I do love this scene of the, the of the Ajax flying away from the city. Yes, the, the palace. Oh, such a beautiful shot. Look here, all of this stuff. I mean, look at the sky. Yeah. The atmosphere is just so cool. Yeah. Um, and the, you know, you you can tell, but all the composite work is really really nice in this. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. it's as clean as it can be for the time. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Um, real quick before we get into the end game here, I want to go around and because we, as we talked about, this movie is beautiful, it's colorful, it's bright, it's campy, but it's also horrifying in a number of scenes. Uh, and I want to go around and, and find out each of you's like the thing that sort of icks you out the most. Uh, Red Ranger, what, what gave you the most issues? The arm and the stump. Like the arm put, in the stump? Yeah, putting the arm in the tree, and then you might get stabbed by that thing. Uh, oh, God, that so many nightmares as a kid. <laughs> Bobby, so what many. about you? You know, I, I'm going to echo that, because at the time, too, that, that I saw this, you know, I was I was just getting into the Boy Scouts. We were, oh, no! We're all the time, so we're all the time out in the woods hiking. Yeah, yeah. And I've already got this, this fear of snakes, and so you throw in all of the, you know. So, yeah, the, 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 the thing in the stump always gets me. Mike, I'm gonna have to stay on Arboria, but I'm gonna go with the bigger creature that sort of envelops him. The and gets bubble off. spider. Yeah, that thing Ugh. is awful. That is that thing is frightening. Yeah, yeah, that's horrifying. All that stuff for sure bothered me. That and more. Uh, but I'm gonna go with those little lizard people. And what's yeah. funny is they terrified me when I was a kid. God, I love this shot. But yes. they're completely benign. Mm-hmm. The lizard people never—they never, they never they, interact they with do anyone. They don't do anything. They're, they're, they're always just in the background. Running, they're always running yeah, away. They're just in the background being scared. But when I was a kid, man, I had nightmares about those things. Uh, AJ, AJ's oh, coming man. through the clouds, they're and awesome. the clouds look so good. Like the way the smoke interacts with the ship. Mm-hmm. And we should too mention this is pre CGI stuff. This, oh, for this sure. Is, yeah, you know, so every this every is, effect in here is practical. Yeah, and, apparently and it's all days. it's all layers of composite yeah. shots that they're just stacking up and like, like, just doing really good work blending. Like even here, when we're outside, and we see the just the silhouette Hawkman. Their wings are moving in most of the yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. There's a lot of detail there that you know. Yeah, that well, and that's what like the layers of the the uh, bird people, Hawkman, whatever they are. Like that shot right there, there were like four layers to that shot, mm-hmm. and it's all moving and it's all like put together in a way that uh, you know. Yes, you look at it and you're like, "Oh, I see what they did," but it doesn't take you out of the movie. No. no. And as a kid who had, when I had no idea how this stuff worked, yeah, it was as, it was magic. Yeah, yep. you know, absolutely. Oh my god, they're really flying. Like that looks great, yeah. man. Yeah. 
Yeah, IMDb said uh, in their trivia section says it took something like three days to get all this shot because there were just so I don't many doubt people to wire up. Yeah, yeah. I love the Hawk Zookas. <laughs> Plus, there's, I mean, the number of, of just actors and extras and probably stuntmen mostly mm-hmm. in these scenes is incredible. Well, and, and that sh- you have to put in these intricate costumes, yeah. too. And there's no looping. Like, there's, you feel like. We've seen in other movies where you have something that's this intricate, and if you watch it, you're like, oh, well, that's where they just took this part in a loop. Right, right, and right. Like, you see the same guy die these five are times. all different shots of the Hawkmen flying in. Like, this, these are all unique shots that they've put together. I love that mine. That looks so good with a little antenna on it. Nero! Oh, Bureau, sorry. Bureau, I thought it was Hero! I, I didn't. I, we all thought different things. Subtitles are magical, you guys. Impetuous boy. If oh well, who wants to live forever? Yeah, which That's came a different first? Queen movie. The line or the song? <laughs> for uh, for yeah, for those listening at home, you know, if you're if you're going to throw a movie in that you've seen, you know, ten a dozen times, whatever, turn the subtitles on, and you will catch stuff. That you didn't know. That you've yeah. never yeah. known. I, I that's would, not to mean all of, they're always right. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. That's, that's a very good point. I will say this, too. There is a, a uniqueness to watching it how we are right now without the sound. Because the music is so important to this movie. Yeah, yeah. That it, it has a, a slightly different feel to it. But... The, right, the music's in my it's head in my right head. now. Yeah. But like, there's no... The, if, if this had been a movie, I'd never... Whoa, that would look hilarious. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if there... If this was something that I had not seen 20 times before, it, I think it would be different. But now I've got that scores going through my head. I'm rocking out right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that score... And credit to them, or how when they designed it, they had clips from... They have clips on the in the soundtrack. They have clips from the audio, the, yeah. the dialogue. Yeah. So even though I haven't, you know, I've seen this movie hundreds of times, but more important, I've listened to that soundtrack even more mm-hmm. so. So I'm familiar with Flash Gordon lines, some of which I think of almost on a daily basis. Yeah. Because I just a, a line will pop into my head. This is also a beautiful set for something we only are in for one scene or two. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Something that gets the, destroyed. Well, and just the thought that went into... And granted, uh, as we discussed earlier, it seems like most of this was lifted directly from the comics, but to have to design it in 3D to be functional in the real world, um, just all the grenades... Oh, look at the wires hanging out of that chair. Like, why did that chair have wires in it? Because they thought it would look cool. And 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 they're not squeamish about killing people. No. no, no, not at all. As we just saw the guy get shot through the chair. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I all like hail your your new queen, and they hail me. And on Mongo, they have the old fifties style microphones. <laughs> they do, <laughs> like Enzo Amore. R.I.P. Yeah. I just killed the mood. <laughs> I, I give Kala a lot of credit too that she's. When when the, the scene we haven't got to yet, when she starts firing the the lasers to try to oh, kill I dropped my cape. Yeah. Pick it up, shy. Did I point out that these guys look like shy guys? This is pretty yeah. gruesome. Yeah, because it oh. screams like a rabbit. Yeah, <laughs> dude, those things. Fuck, live flash. flash. <laughs> who wrote Tell that? me more about this man, Houdini. 
I love how too she doesn't say anything. She they think they're about to die. Right, <laughs> right. That's because she's an evil demon woman. Area seventy seven Delta. That doesn't sound like the normal computer. <laughs> Area fifty one. So many shoulder pads on Mongo. Lots of big shoulder pads. Well, it was the eighties. <laughs> You're right. Well, but I mean, that, comes from, the, that comes from the strips too, though, doesn't it? All the ornate. <laughs> I love you. Will you marry me? <laughs> we get our second proposal. <laughs> but they totally sell it. They sell I'm it. Not at the wedding. Everybody falls in love with this evil woman. Well, that uh, apparently is her magic power and Flash's, because people fall in love with Flash mm. immediately. Uh, yeah. To, to the point where he's talking about uh, Sean, all our children. Look at him. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's the hair. It's the Sean. hair, really. It's the hair. I don't know. Look at the. I mean, the face too. Look, he's got the the manly brow, the chiseled chin. Like, well, maybe not that face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's put Sam Jones' confused face to the side. Yeah. <laughs> Why do all Just their buttons assume? look like Jello? Because that's awesome. <laughs> we have Jello buttons on Mongo. I just realized every helmet has that weird sideburns thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Because the that's the, right the, out of the, the mongos. Yeah. The Ky- uh, the pilots on the Kylos uh, ship. Kylos. Ky- Cletus. 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 Cletus's ship. Yeah, Cletus's ship. That's the that's the Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> um, Cletus. Roscoe. But even, but even space Roscoe. Even mean when he was wearing the the, the yeah cat had, had the, the yeah. things on it. That's right. Dale in her wedding dress. So, the third, technically, uh, you know, although Ming didn't actually propose. Ming didn't propose. actually propose. He was just like, I'm on, hey, right. we're doing this. Oh, Deep Roy's oh, back. Deep back. And the bag people. All creatures okay. will make merry. I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> it's like you're at Panama <laughs> City Beach with Cheetah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Cheetah free admission with your wedding ticket. <laughs> and that guy looks exactly like uh, there's a G.I. Joe character uh, whose name I can't remember right now that looks exactly like <coughs> that guy who's just up on the screen. Bull Shannon? From what? Night Court? No. No. What? Because he looks like Bull. No, there was he was like a uh, he was like Destro's lieutenant. I can't remember his name right now because it was after I stopped collecting the toys. But it was like the same design. Look at the crazy shoulder daggers on her. I think, and it, those will go right into the crown. <laughs> the and look, Mings. Look, look, look at how smart Nikala is to cover the fact that. You know, we didn't kill Flash Gordon yet, but don't let don't let me know. Yeah, right, right, exactly. <laughs> it's interesting because I think Ming is wearing the same thing he was wearing in the beginning. In the beginning, yeah. you'd think he would have fancy wedding garb. Rocket cycle—that's what that thing was called. Nice. I need a rocket cycle in my life. Oh, what I was going to say earlier when we were talking about the toys—I I would be okay with Funko doing. Uh, their current three and three quarter inch style, or uh, Mezco's one twelve, or if uh, somebody wanted to do Mego style ones, okay, that like would figures be... did a, a figures toy company did a series of them. Uh, no, well, Biff Bang Pow did. I don't know if they did 
the eight inch retro style though. But I would if they did like Migo style but nicer, like Naka does with the horror ones. Mm. Okay, yeah, that would be really really cool. Dude, no, we're so into it. I know. I really just kind of want all the ships. I don't even know if I need the figures. I just want all those ships. To yeah, the ships would be very cool to have, even like model kits or whatever. Right. Um, Get on that, Ravel. Did any of you guys watch Defenders of the Earth? I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With Flash Gordon, Mandrake the Magician, the Phantom, um, Phantom, and Lothar. Lothar. Now Lothar is the one that I never knew who that was. Lothar, Lothar was a, was the partner of Mandrake. Okay. Okay. I don't really know those characters at all. Oh, my high bones! Oh, oh my God. Oh, oh, and apparently they're all connected. This is uh, Whoa. what's known as a token ring cool. network. Yeah, you only see it for a second, but now, she's got a ring that shoots yeah. fire. Now, doesn't she... She Her death is... Inter- doesn't some her body melt, or is that something else I'm thinking of? You're thinking of the Wicked Witch. Maybe <laughs> There's the aura figure that Biff Bang Pow did. And like just the joints yeah, the joints and stuff, I just I didn't love. I didn't love. And and also they didn't the line never got beyond a few figures. This is the Batman Rider. Exactly. He's like it's not gonna Yeah, see she does melt. Oh Oh my god, yeah. She melted. These people die weird. Judging them based on how they die. Yeah, these are cool. I do like the the, the fights here. It's 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 very Star Wars ish. <laughs> but uh, now this is a larger line from a different company. This is not helpful to people listening to the commentary, <laughs> but it is helpful to Mike Gordon. That Ming. Yes, that's why I, I, that Ming is killer. But that's all they did was Ming and Flash, right? And that. Bothers me because I and want. Were, but there were there several variants because there's a there's like yeah there's a black there's yeah. Meng in a black oh, robe. Nice. Who made those? Um, oh, I don't know. There he is. Those might also be Biff Bang Pow, but it, yeah, they are. They're just a bigger scale. Yeah, nice. but they only did Meng and Flash. Is that the opera singer from Fifth Element there in the background? <laughs> it could very well be. I would like to think so. Yes. Of the hour. Yes. I'll have it for about now. Look at this guy. Look at the Cross. Mongo priest. They <laughs> all have weird symbols on that. Like, he's got a radio knob on his belly. Yeah. It stands well, for, I love, it stands the, for I love the vowels. I love the wedding vowels here. Yeah. I do not. Well, <laughs> and, and on that note, we hear a wonderful rendition of the Wedding March by Brian May. Yes. That's yes. really awesome. That How many of us geeks are like, I want this played at my wedding. I didn't, but it's because we used uh, Princess Leia's theme. Ah, wow. So, Very cool. I did not know that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm just going to play it because it's Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> With this ring. Whoops, the, the classic. Oh, wait, where's the ring? Ring, 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 ring. There you go. Oh, we all know what that ring does. That that brings the definition of wedding ring she a whole new. Black. She doesn't have blue gloves. Black gloves. It's, it's black gloves. Oh, it's black gloves that pick it up. It's black gloves that picks up the ring at the end. Ah. And Ming is wearing red gloves. Where's Aura at this point? I feel like I lost track. Of uh, she killed the guy in the elevator. Yeah. Yep. And she she rescued them and then ran off to do something. 
Isn't she here though? Didn't they walk her well, into the wedding? She's on her way to the wedding. She said, but no, I think didn't they walk her in? Because that's when we saw Deep Roy again. Yeah, yes. right. Yeah, they walked her in. She's um, here somewhere, flee, being flee, held Roy. against her will. But she didn't have black gloves on. Yeah. This I love this this shot right here. Oh, it's amazing. Ah. I mean, he gets impaled by a motherfucking spaceship. Boom! It's incredible. And not only by that, the war rocket Ajax. Yes, pulls himself off where he's impaled. This and looks has like so good. Oh, it looks yeah. amazing! It's amazing. And when he slides down, it's yeah. like, yeah. how did they even do yeah, that? Exactly. Matt sells the hell out of it too. And he's got some funky oh. guy. He's got green blood. Oh. Like, how is how is this happening? <laughs> <laughs> they actually <laughs> impaled Max von Sydow. That's why he hated making this movie. <laughs> and I do like this. That it's the only time we see him with the, the game's sword. lost to me. No shit, you just stabbed me with a spaceship. Yeah. I don't think that's going to work on Flash. I don't. He's not going to act all organic. No, no I hope not. <laughs> it's just like my life is not for any Earthling to give or take. That is just some really impressive eyeliner. It's like they drew on his face with a sharpie. That's almost literally what eyeliner is, Sean. <laughs> pencil. To be clear, I have worn it before. It's really difficult to put on that clean. Like, do you think you won? Well, he didn't put it on himself. Just gonna go inside this ring. They have people to put makeup on other people. Now, no, I know if you're flash, don't so you have to sit very still. Your eyes water. Yeah. It's amazing how just means going away stops and saves the earth. Is that a giant laser tag pistol? Sure. It was on a stand when he when he pulled it. It was like a machine gun. When he there's widget. She's wearing black gloves. She's wearing black gloves. And see, nobody else around has gloves. Ah! Stop motion for no reason. Ming is dead. Apparently they didn't know how to I end the, the scene. I I, I've never noticed I've never before. seen it before. Well, yeah, there's aura. Yeah. yeah, I noticed a lot of this stuff when we saw it on the big screen yeah. last year. I was like, wow, look at all this stuff that's... like the, And like there are some uh, graffiti artists in manga. Well, you know, another thing, though, is watching it on HBO or whatever, you're not getting this full picture. Right. The, yeah. sides, the sides would have been cut well, off. Well, right, well, well yeah. So, uh, you know, until I got that DVD copy, I didn't even see the full picture of the movie. I do. It's it's wild to me now because for years I hated full frame so much. Mm -hmm. Hated it. And now everything is widescreen. And it's just every time I watch something, you know, in, in the proper aspect ratio, I'm seriously, I'm just like, this is so great. Because <laughs> for years you had to deal with these bullshit, yep. awful transfers. Yes, the pan and scan. Oh, pan and scan's terrible. Thanks, thanks, yes, thanks, uh, Flash. So good. Uh, what did they find out? Oh, okay, Flash. Flash. Oh. Dale and Hans are like, wait, what? Did we help? <laughs> that is some serious synchronized birding right there. Okay, so here's the ring. Here's the shit blown away. Someone with a black, black glove. glove. I mean, yeah, but Dale was all the way over there with Flash still. Yeah, it's not. It's it's got to be Aura. 
Or some. But she was over next to Dale. It's Deep Roy. <laughs> it's Deep Roy. Flash Gordon 2, Deep Roy's Revenge. All right. So it that was, is. It was Skeletor. It we're good. Oh, I hope it was Skeletor. That would be great. All right. So that is the needless commentary for 1980s Flash Gordon. Red Ranger, where can we find you online? Uh, the Red Ranger on Instagram. Uh, you can go to isitrad.com for uh, Is It Rad with Red Ranger and Ryan. I got a new domain. Again. Again. I just yeah. get bored. <laughs> so, so, so it's become a game, Find Rad Ranger? It, no, if you go to Where's The Rad, Rad Ranger, Ranger? Where's Rad yeah, there's a okay. book coming soon from the Legend <laughs> Yeah, no, if you go to TheRadRanger.com, you can find everything there, or I, that, that in most places. Facebook Bobby Nash, award-winning Bobby Nash. Where can we find you on Recent award-winning Recent? Bobby Yeah. Nash. Thank you, thank you. Um, BobbyNash.com, you know, from there you can find everywhere I'm on. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, etc., etc., etc. Do you need award-winning BobbyNash.com? Because I go I on. We should get that. You yeah, really I should. I buy a lot of domains just for fun. <laughs> he does. Well, yeah. I'll, if I'll you... send him a message like, "Hey, can we get GreenTurds.com?" And he'll be like, "We just did." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you don't get that, he will. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Mike Gordon. Where are you online? Uh, well, uh, you can find me at uh, newlegendmike.com uh, as well as ourstation1.com. And we all, well, I forgot to do our call, we all love Flash Gordon. This is awesome. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. This, this is like uh, at least every couple of years. First movie it. I ever saw in theaters, super fond memories. Yeah, it's just bright, it's awesome. It's great. One of my favorites. All right, thank you guys for coming to the Phantom Zone for Flash Gordon. Flash! Ha ha! Okay, can I give you guys a little trade secret? So for you, like an hour and 30 or 40 minutes or however long Flash Gordon is, has passed. For me, I'm still sitting here in a pool of my butt sweat less than 30 seconds from the last time you heard from me in the intro. Because I decided... I Because usually what I'll do is produce the whole show and then go and do the outro over the track you're listening to right now, which is a track called Procrastinate by Lasexoflex. Go check them out at lasexoflex.com and uh, and just do the thing. But now, I'm so desperate to get this fan back on and, and cool myself off that I was like, I'm going to go ahead and record the outro right now and I'll just slide it back to the end of the show uh, a- after I've pasted everything together and done the best I can. Uh, please... Visit NeedlessThingsPodcast.com. Check out the articles we have up there several days a week. We have commentary on pop culture dorkery from myself, from Needless Beth, from Jerry. Uh, Every once in a while we get a little something from Devlin's Domain, some horror movie that is the type of thing that would get your computer seized by the FBI. Uh... All kinds of stuff uh, throughout the week. And then every single Friday, we post a new episode of the Needless Things podcast. Next week, I have no idea. I don't know. I I think I've got an interview coming up. Uh, It it certainly isn't another commentary. That won't be for uh, two, three more weeks, maybe. I've got to figure out what's going on, you guys. I have no idea. I'm sweating so bad, I can't think. Uh, so go to needlessthingspodcast.com. Check out the big Amazon box in the top right corner. Go buy some stuff. Help us out because I love you guys. Thank you for listening to the Needless Things Podcast. You're the best. 
You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, or in the ears of a Trader Vicks employee. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.